record some home theater stuff yeah let's do this it's just off the cuff having fun take over tuesday stuff uh i don't Sounds know if you have any notes but um oh i have it. zero i have literally nothing i'm hoping that you have something it's uh, <laughs> so funny <laughs> we'll figure something out i have nothing i have literally nothing <laughs> you don't need anything you don't need anything um let's go with uh let's we're, we're going we're we're rolling here um oh are we okay yeah 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 i just hit record um let's go with what what's fresh i'm loving your podcast and i love that it's getting longer oh thanks your podcasts are getting longer. They started uh, out, yeah. they started out being like six minutes. Then you went to 11. Then I saw one that was like 15, 18 minutes. And then the, like this week's was like over 20 minutes. And I'm like, he's getting into my territory. He's, yeah, no, that's hopefully it's going to start going backwards a little no. bit. It's, yeah. So it, it's, it's lengthened for a couple of reasons. One, um, I asked for some feedback from, a good friend of mine and you know, he's getting into home theater, but he's not, he would tell you he's not an expert in any way. And he basically came back and was like, Hey, you know, it's a lot of really interesting information, but I would say 95% of people who would listen to it are probably not going to understand everything you're talking about. And he's like, who's your audience? Mm. I was like, well, you know, it's just, it's everybody. It's industry professionals, right? but it's also, home theater fans and people who want to know about what's going on. And so he kind of said, I think you need to give the techie stuff and then try and break it down a little. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to do. It's not easy to do for no. me because a lot of stuff, probably like yourself, where I, I read it, I hear it and I think, Oh, well, that's common sense. I don't need to explain that or everybody's going to understand what you know, right. OLED is or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. So um, you know, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to figure out how to make it a little more fun to, to listen to, but it'll evolve on its own as it, as it moves it's along. It's great. It's great. It's, you know, but, what's funny is I look at it like now, for instance, I got a great example. If you don't know this story, a great example of stuff we take for granted that other people don't, even people that have been in, in home theater for a long time. And that's why I think what you're doing is so valuable is because there's a lot of information that people don't know, but then they're afraid to ask because they think it's so obvious they're afraid to say anything. So mm -hmm. if you already, and, and in your situation, what you're doing, people that like already are home theater fans. They already like you. They already know who AV Nirvana is and they, they, they're they there for it regardless. But the new people that you're going to educate, they're going to be, that's added listeners, right? So that's what you're trying to get. But here's an example that we've told multiple times. So I'm not throwing them under the bus or anything, but my buddy, John, my co-host, you know, best friend. <laughs> Do you know the, uh, the, the Odyssey story? Yeah, I think you've told me this yeah. where he was, he was 
making the corrections, but he wasn't uploading yes. the new so it's file. Like, in- but it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it for right. like like six months. <laughs> but he had. But right. then the best part is he was hearing the difference. <laughs> it was none. But they don't know, and I didn't even think to tell him because you're like, oh yeah, like because we think it's common sense. Because and and even when you're doing it, you do think it's common. Like you think it's already well. I just did it, so why doesn't it have it? No, yeah, all you well, did exactly. it, you have to save it and then you have to send it to it. So it's, that was off the app, correct? Yes. yes. Off the, the Odyssey app. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in, I mean, it seems little, but, and it really kind of is, but that's pretty big. And a lot of people don't know it. And, and mm-hmm. that's somebody, John's been in this as long as I have, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like he's not even new to the game. I, I put him right. up against anybody that we talk to. Like he, he probably, he always says, I don't know what you know, DJ. It's like, you probably know more than you think you he do. Probably, yeah. But he just doesn't just not engage in it like I do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, that's why I think what you're doing is great. And then giving information and, and well, I'm hopeful. I mean, I, I just was looking for, you know, a, a new way to maybe get some more attention toward AV Nirvana, but, also, I did. I'm, there's not really a news oriented right. podcast for home theater out there. I know that there are some podcasts where they do, but you know, the, the host will go through some of the new gear that's being talked about and stuff. But this is, you know, specific to that, specific to, you know, what movies, you know, Mike Edwards is, uh, or Michael Scott. Mike Scott, yeah. Is, uh, I was like, yeah, Mike reviewing Edwards, on, he? <laughs> is, uh, yeah, reviewing on our, uh, on yeah. our site and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think the last episode probably had about close to 500 views or watch or listens across the platforms. Okay. So that's not, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to gain any traction or not. I have no idea what's yeah. going to happen to it, but try to keep it simple. Um, you know, and this is kudos to Travis. Ball set. Cause you know, I had tried to do this with some fancy graphics. I don't know if you remember, there was a couple. Oh, yeah. That was a pain. That Keep just it took simple, stupid. That's long. what you gotta yeah. do. It's like I, I started the same way. Cause you, you think, I, l- let me ask if this was your mentality. Cause this was mine. You're new. You want it to look great because you don't know what you're doing. So if I can hit them with some nice graphics and flash, maybe they'll stick around and it'll hide the fact that I'm lost everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, to some degree. I also was like, you know, I have this teleprompter. I was like, oh, well, I'll try, I'll try that out finally. And you got a teleprompter? It, yeah. Yeah. I have a teleprompter. Yeah, well, you told actually, me, you told me a, a while ago because somebody complained about it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, you told me somebody was complaining. One of you got a critique that, like, I could tell you're reading a teleprompter. You and I, we talked oh, about really? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I? and I talked Did about that? it. Now my memory's failing me on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were yeah, so, so aggravated. A- you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all reading. I mean, it's like, it's so hard. It's so hard. It, it's really hard. Yeah, that's what, so for the podcast, you know, I, I take notes almost in a script form, but they're more mm-hmm. just notes. So it's not really meant to be watched. It's more meant to be listened to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just figured since it's getting recorded, I'll throw a camera on. It can go into YouTube. Yeah. That, and then. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that's I went the other way. It's like I we did audio for a while. It's always I found that editing and everything is so much easier with video. 
even if it's an audio mm. only, it's just so much easier to edit because especially the way I do things, I throw graphics in and a lot of what I do on YouTube is so that I can have markers. So when I'm editing later, I can see it's easier to find and stuff. Um, but yeah, you, I, I actually didn't watch this week's. So I listened to it on, uh, I get it on iTunes. So I am subscribed. But, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah and course. I saw you left a very nice review, which was awesome. Oh, I forgot I did that. Yep. <laughs> that was a while ago. Um, yeah. The one and only review. Is it? It's you. Oh, come on, yeah. everybody. Everybody listening right now, you got to go there. Um, what is it on, what is it on iTunes? It's not AV Nirvana, is it? Home theater news review. Home theater news review. AV, I think you're yep. AV. And also, I think you can search AV Nirvana because your logo comes say, up and everything a, like that. So yeah, just go on to your podcast. To be honest, I don't really even know. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah, it is great. And, and what, what, what is fair oh, is like you said, try to, you're trying to keep it short because I can't even believe you're doing this to be honest with you, because you're so, you were so busy to begin with. I (laughs) agree. I was thinking the same thing. Five minutes on Tuesdays. So let me do this. Well, I kind of, you know, yeah, no, totally. I really need to be dedicating more time to the reviews that I have Mm -hmm. queued up. I have, it's, it's getting to the point of being ridiculous. I literally have five reviews that I've pretty much written up and I just need to record, but it's been busy with CES and then now we have ISE and all that news coming out. It takes time to cover all of that stuff. Um, yeah. As you know, even when you guys record a show, when you get it out on, on social media platforms and you, you know, it's every step of, you know, or every piece of that puzzle of getting the information out takes time. So it's, um, it does. So pretty quick. I don't know if you saw the the news today uh, that we're reporting on. A pro audio technology has a new infrasonic subwoofer. Yeah. This is a hundred K. Yeah. Is that the hundred K one? Uh, I'm not sure. They haven't released a price on it. Okay. As far as it's I know. Huge. But it looks like a Volkswagen. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. It's it's massive. It's a little small now, um, but yeah. But that's next time when you uh, are at Cedia. That's that's one place I want you to check out Theory Audio and Pro Audio Technology. Uh, pretty awesome stuff, and they it sounds amazing. And they had mentioned at Cedia that they had this infrasonic sub coming along. Um, I didn't expect it to drop this soon, but man, that thing looks really, really awesome. Are they shipping you one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not- <laughs> what? So I can have another glorified, uh, gonna, I don't know what you'd even call it, foundation weight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be an apocalypse and you're in it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, DMing with, uh, Steve George the other yeah. day. He was asking about, yeah, about the, the infrasonic. Oh, and the infrasonic. Yeah. 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 So it's still, it's still my house. It's still not operating. Uh, we're trying to, we have a new, so we, I, I don't, did we talk about this, about the, my line getting cut in the ground before, uh, this was right before Christmas time. Mm, you, not maybe, I think you did maybe. right before Christmas. Like you had, like everything went haywire. Yeah. We had a like, meeting. Set, we, so, so basically this thing is incredibly complex to to set up and we yeah. we need this guy who's in germany we've got a guy out in nevada and we had a guy in texas 
uh, all joining in. They were going to take over my system and we were going to run all these measurements and get it physically tuned in the room before we ran it through Dirac and, and their infrasonic, uh, app and all that kind of stuff and art. So, uh, so we had, we, there was actually five of us and there were, each of us are in different time zones. And the day before we were having yard work done and these guys destroyed my internet. Connection. Dig safe. Got to call dig safe. <laughs> well, the thing is they came at down here. It's called miss utility. They came and I was outside miss it. <laughs> and, and, uh, they asked, well, what, what, you know, what's the landscaper doing? And I told them they're in and putting in new sod and all this stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. We don't need to mark up the yard for that. So the landscaper showed up a couple weeks later and I said, Hey, they, they didn't mark up the yard. And he was like, oh man, I wish they had done that. So he was like, let's try and find your internet line. So we found it and they actually got it above ground. Cause I told them I yeah. had this meeting tomorrow and I have to have internet. Yeah. And sure enough, that afternoon, his crew had cut it in something like seven different places. They had nicked it up so badly that Did you uh, the next day was it through conduit? Did they like it was not through a conduit? No. Oh, um, yeah. I'm uh, and yeah. for whatever. Whatever happened that afternoon, we lost our internet and oh. I went outside and I said to these guys, um, and they didn't speak great English, the guys that were left behind to do the work. Mm -hmm. I said to them, our internet's out. I think you clipped the line and they did a visual inspection, didn't see any nicks and they reburied it. Oh. <laughs> so then I called up the, the owner of the company and I'm like, look, your guys buried the line. We were, our internet's out that, you know, Xfinity is yeah. our ISP. They can't see our modem anymore. It's damaged. So he came out, made him dig it all back up again. And sure enough, this thing had all these micro nicks all throughout it. So wow. Comcast had to come in and run an entirely new line down our street to our house. Uh, but that screwed everything up because then we had the holidays. People were traveling. Then we had CES. Mm -hmm. People are traveling, getting ready for that. And then we had ISE coming up over in Barcelona. Everybody's getting ready for that and traveling for that. So we are trying to arrange something for the next couple of weeks. So uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. it's. Um, I mean, we're going on like month seven now it's been in my house. I think seven or eight months yeah. I've had. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. So No, I remember when it got delivered. And <laughs> the, the crate. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Speaking of back pain. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so no, I, I really am not interested in accepting any more infrasonic, infrasonic subs. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Just looking forward to getting this guy up and running. Oh. And I know they are too. They are, oh, yeah. You know, they've been very apologetic about it. I, I don't think oh. and it's nobody's fault at this point. It's just trying yeah. to align everybody with multiple time zones. It's just been, yep. It's been hard. Yeah. It so, is. uh, so what are you doing? Like, for like you have to do every you're doing it all, but they're just they're what do you call it? Consulting you through time zones. And being well, like, we need yeah, you to do this now. And then you gotta do yeah, this. Yeah, they're gonna tell me what to do. We're gonna right. do near field measurements of all there will be five subwoofers all aligned. Um, and then we're gonna tweak all of those using physical controls on the subs. Um, you know, for phase and all those kinds of things. Yeah. And then uh and then 
that trink line with Storm Audio is going to take over from there and he'll fine tune everything. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like I was saying to Steve, it's just above my pay grade. And, uh, you know, Matt and I were actually going to try and go at it without uh, Ascendo being involved. And they were like, no, 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 no. We really need to, we really need to be there. Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey Heinzel that owns or runs Ascendo, he's going to be helping out. So I'm just saying, it's, it's pretty cool to have the next level of yeah. folks stepping in to help get it right. Right. So uh, pretty excited I, I about it too. And in the meantime, I'm not complaining because I still have my system is still operating right. normally. Right. But uh, yeah. I'm excited too. The only, the only yeah. thing ever since. I'll let you know when it's going. Like you said, yeah. maybe come down. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun to have you. Yeah. Come down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you seen that car, like start the car <laughs> it's connected <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm on my way get down here before it breaks or yeah, the house exactly. falls down <laughs> uh yeah turn around these foundation crack <laughs> oh no yeah I'm, I'm excited for it and i've i've heard people i've heard people talking like how useless and ridiculous and it's not needed and why do we gotta go here and what I'm like are, are, are you That's into nonsense. home theater is this what this is what home yeah. theater is about it's like is it needed no <laughs> neither is the subwoofer neither is five channels it's like you could still hear everything but it's what we do and then once you get to a certain place you want to get to the next place. And that to me is, mm-hmm. that's what home theater is. It's like, it, it's, it's not a, it, there's no destination. You're never done. It's because that's, to me, that's not home theater. That's somebody like if you just, inst- and we know people, I mean, that have theaters and it's, they're not into home theater. They just have a home theater. You know, right. you know what I mean? Exactly. There's a yep. big difference. hundred yeah, percent. Yep. So I don't think anybody listening to, to me or that fought, you know, that's on AV Nirvana or anything like that. I don't think anybody, any of these people just casually have a home theater and just be like, Oh, let me listen to this guy. Cause they don't care. No way. Yeah. They just don't yeah, care. Exactly. You know, they, they, they're glad to have it. You know, it's kind of like those YouTube videos of the people you see crashing the exotic cars. They don't care about the car. They just wanted to get an exotic <laughs> car. And now they don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> so I love watching those videos. <sighs> Hopefully I'm not going to be one of those guys though. I've got the exotic car. Am I going to crash my house? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's, it's, well, you could. That's the thing is you probably could. You could probably do some serious damage if you didn't want to either the piece itself or to oh, your yeah. house. Right. Well, that's number one. Yeah, not damaging the speaker. Right. You know, I, I I do think, I mean, a lot, there is that pushback happening right now. You hear people saying, is it really necessary? And the answer mm-hmm. is absolutely yes. As we've seen with some of the bass hunter stuff, mm-hmm. the Ephrosonics are there and those are actually in the track. I mean, the, the subwoofers through room gain are getting digging, you know, down into that low, low, low end territory, it's just going to be a lot cleaner and healthier with something that's actually designed to go down that right. low. Um, and what I thought initially was that this infrasonic was going to hand off duties to 
the other subs in my room around 20 or 25 hertz. But uh, Jeffrey Heinzel with Ascendo saying, no, 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 no. We're going to have them all run in unison all the way up to 100 hertz. Oh, okay. So that's another part of the equation where, you know, they really need to be involved to help get that right. Because as you know, that could go yeah. radically wrong. You start um, canceling so, stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that happening. Right. We're so like, I'm trying to get more uh, base, but you're actually canceling base. <laughs> you're like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Would- yeah. But cool. Really cool stuff to see more of this coming out. Like you and I had talked about before, this could be kind of the next frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's not a frontier that's easily accessible because the stuff is expensive to build and they're going to be building in small quantities. Hmm. Right. These aren't off the shelf drivers. Uh, these are things that are being hand built because they're all large. Uh, but I think it's exciting for everybody because it is that next layer that we're going to unpeel and well, we'll soon gain traction. Yes. And like, like anything else, like Velodyne did in the eighties into the nineties, it was a technology that like right now, the, these infrasonics are a technology that just aren't attainable to everybody. Um, yeah. because of everything you just said, but as it gains traction, you'll see other companies, you'll see other companies or people try, just like I tried, just like I tried to do with Kaleidoscape for 20 years. You try to duplicate it in deep, different, cheaper ways. So other, yep. other people will experiment with how can I get down in a cheaper way? How can, cause I can see the benefit now and I see this. So you'll have people trying to get creative with it. And 10 years from now, We'll be able, you know, there'll be a different, it won't be exactly that, but it'll be this. And, and mm-hmm. to me, that's again, just like we just said, that's home theater. It's like, how can I get there? But I can't do it that way. Um, how do mm-hmm. I get it this way? And other people, like, that's how SVS was founded, right? It's like, yeah. like we got to find a way to make it cheaper, but still give them the quality that the Velodynes and stuff were giving you back then, because it literally subwoofers for me, when I first started were unattainable, they were super expensive to get to 20 Uh Hertz. And I didn't feel like I needed to go. I didn't want to go buy a subwoofer at 50 Hertz. I wanted to get to that 20 Hertz. And to do Mm -hmm. that back then was crazy money. It was, it wasn't infrasonic money, but it was pretty close. It was pretty expensive Mm -hmm. in the nineties to get something decent, you know? For so. sure. Yeah, I, you know, pay attention because you see more and more uh, manufacturers are referencing Infrasonic now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's becoming one of these things where everybody's starting to want to get on board. So it's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. you, the, the model that uh, Pro Audio Technology is releasing, it appears that it has two 21-inch drivers. Uh, mounted in the same cabinet. Hmm. Uh, so even there, you're getting away from that one gigantic, you know, 40 inch driver. Yeah. You're getting it a little smaller, even though that unit looks ridiculously big. <laughs> I mean, my estimation of it was about four feet tall and maybe six feet wide. I, I don't hmm. know if you looked at the picture. Yeah. Yeah. That looks tried right. To, uh, it looks like a goalie, guess. Net, like a hockey net. It's about that's that four it's by huge. six. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. So. Hopefully they'll figure out how to get those cabinets smaller or maybe, you know, have a, a an array of even smaller drivers that can be stacked somehow. I, I mean, yeah, we'll let them figure that out, but it's yeah. going to happen. You're so, moving air. 
I mean, it's, it, you, you could, depending on the room, depending on, you know, your environment, de- depending on the availability of space, how can we get to move that much air? It doesn't all have to be from one thing. I mean, you, you just have something, you have to have some things moving at the same time. You know what I mean? So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's multiple ways to do it. I mean, we, I mean, think about what they tried with subwoofers. You got, you know, dual opposing, you got down firing, you got all this. I mean, there's so many ways to do it that. Yeah. What if they invented a way to put it in your ceiling? Like this giant thing. And it just was, boom, and you'd be like, I mean. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. <laughs> or the lack of sound of that. <laughs> it's like, a, it's just a feeling. <laughs> giant radiators that you mount up in yeah. your. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, you could also, uh, we all that. have, yeah. what if you, Oh, man, just off the top of my head, we also have risers. What if you built it into a riser and it came up? Because we're just trying to move air in a small area. So it's like clearly sure. these waves are huge. But imagine putting it into the riser and it just, you, you'd have to have it, you know, you still have to have support under there, but you boom. And like, I mean, there's, there's places you could do this. It's, you know, I'd say For sure. there's creative ways of getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's look at also the, the cool technologies that are coming out now with uh, the uh, active room treatment with uh, mm-hmm. Dirac for tackling low end base. And now, you know, Trenov that pushed Trenov to release their waveforming, mm-hmm. which obviously was, I mean, I haven't heard this from them, but it had to have been premature. I mean, they brushed out and announced that right after Dirac came out. Yeah, And I'm sure it has to do with, I mean, my guess is it has to do with selling units to dealers, right? Because if a dealer says, well, we're going to start selling more Storm because they have act- active uh, room treatment on their units, yeah. you guys don't have that. And they're like, no, 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 no. We have something called waveforming, right? It's right. coming out in a year. We're going to start showcasing it now. You can sell that to your customers. So um, I think it's also you know, what they you just, think about licensing. Because what if you if you don't rush it out, like you've been working on this, but then Dirac comes out with theirs, if you waited the year, people would just think they stole it. Whereas if you Could come be. out immediately after, be like, there's no way they stole this. It's like it's too close of a Could time. Be. You know what I mean? So it's like there there is, I think, a, a public perception type thing too. Like this is something that we've all been working on. Yes, they released it first, but look, show you every we're doing the same thing here, and this is our version. And whereas if you actually yeah, waited till it was perf- to do with perfect, you you might be actually everybody be like, ah, they just stole that. I mean, like and right. that's not right, exactly. the perception. I want the original. I want the direct. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Dirac would say. I, all day long, they'd be oh, like, yeah. "We're the original." They just got the idea from us, and be like, "Are you kidding me? This took us four years to develop." For sure, you know, and uh, right. So it's you know, yeah. They and uh, you know, Trenov has released this new add-on to waveforming, which they're call, calling uh, pressurization. And don't ask me to explain it, but I just thought the name. I'll wait for your next was news show. So cool, <laughs> pressurization, right? I yeah. mean. Who doesn't want that in their system? <laughs> oh yeah, it's well. I, think I do. <laughs> there was, I think you and I talked privately about some stuff like that. There's so many things that they could add to our systems that we would we would love, like checks and stuff. Like what kind of sounds are we? What kind of 
like things that our rooms could do either with the microphones or we could test for certain things. It, I mean, we were mm-hmm. spitballing one time and we went, <laughs> we went on some crazy tangents, but there's a lot of things that they could add to our, like to a receiver or something like that, that would make us just a, a little bit more fun for tweaking and stuff like that. But things that they could actually check out for us that, that, you know, and I think you, what we ended up coming up with, like you and I just on that one was let's roll it when they need to, right? Like, yeah. it's like, all right, we need a new feature. So let's try and roll this out now. I, I can't remember the question. It was a listener said something once and you and I talked about it. Do you remember what it was? I, I, well, it was something specific. No, I don't, but I, I, uh, at Cedia talked to, uh, the CEO of Storm Audio, and I was like, hey, you know, you guys really need on your app, you need to have like a speaker check feature. Yes. You know, and, and was. he was like, he was like, well, what's the use case? And I was like, well, you know, when I sit down in my theater, that's what it was. I want to know that everything is working properly. And if you had a button you could press and it would just send pink noise out through each channel to confirm maybe with some graphic on the screen or something along those yes. lines. Maybe you and I had come up with that together. Yeah, you I, and I had spitball. And what we came up okay. with is what we were saying is every time it powers on, we, we're all waiting for these HDMI handshakes and crap. And you and I were like, mm-hmm. why can't your system just do that? And then just come up with an alert like, hey, you've got a speaker out. It would know. Right. The feedback would know. It could just run its own little check on its own. And, 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 and again, I, now I'm getting super excited because I'm remembering the conversation, but how many but times nice have we have... lost a speaker in the back and you don't know it? And it's just right. like, because it came disconnected because of the ghosts in the room or the gremlins or whatever or kids. I'd still like to have that audible yeah. confirmation though. Um, yeah. And I think, and now I am remembering our conversation because I think, <laughs> What had happened is I had had a bunch of buddies over to mm. watch a movie yep. and my front subs weren't working or something <laughs> yeah. so for some reason, yeah. something had been, and, yeah. and they all left and they're all like, oh, wow, that was amazing. And then I realized that two was of the off, fourth, but you, you yeah, weren't hundred percent because like, you still had good base, but it wasn't what you're expecting. Right. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, to me, it, it, you know, and he listened to that because I had told, I think I told him that exact scenario. Uh, and he was like, huh, that's really interesting. But I'm like, man, that's the kind of stuff that folks like you and I want access to. Yeah. And every receiver should have that. Denon, Marantz, Onkyo, Pioneer, everybody should have a uh, system check. Yeah. That should be accessible through the remote or the app. Yeah. Um, you, you do a system like, check and that's how you roll it out too. It's a, it's a button on the remote, quick system check. And then Mm -hmm. the next iteration is, do you want to turn it on auto? And every time it comes on, it'll go. I'd have it on auto. (laughs) Me too. I'd be like, oh, I just, and and what's funny is like right now I'll be upstairs. I'll be anywhere else in the house and I turn on my system. Right. And be like, all right, then I'll go down and I'll, I'll go to watch something. It's already running. If I had that, I'd be like, I gotta get downstairs every single. Let's do that. Even better. And I think, I think we're rehashing the conversation because I think I said all this to channels. you. Then. No, no, no. Have all the channels. 
let's do the walk around the room and check your system. And the voice goes around the room and checks us in. You're like, and right now I'm supposed to be over your head. Am I over your head right now? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> or just even if it was as simple as left front, center, yeah. right front, you know, right oh, yeah. surround, rear surround, right. You know, just some something. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, spatial audio disc that uh well the what that you, was released last year i think that has that call out the walk around the room does it has the walk it around does, the room, but, but that's that's old that used to be that was in the um uh video essentials laser disc okay. was the walk around right. the room and then okay. it was that disc that came out not the uh who was it you, you did the whole thing on it and we we were talking to him on your show i think or something like that when we were on? They came on. It was well, there was disc. two of them. There was the Spears and Munsell disc came one. out. It was after that. It was uh, the other yeah, guys. the spatial audio. Yeah, the yeah. spatial audio disc. Yeah. They have the walk around the room. Techno Dad. And, uh, I, and who is it that yeah. did it? It's one of them that was actually the voice that walked yeah, around. Yeah, Joe. I think it's Techno Dad. Yeah. Yeah, Chana. Yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he did the voice walk around. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. That's, I mean, I used to put that on when I had the video essentials, the laser disc, that was demo, especially in the nineties. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, listen to this. And you could hear the person walk around the room. And there's, I mean, no better way to get, you know, uh, uniformity or check it than somebody's voice. Cause if their voice changes, you know, it's one thing to use pink noise and be like, but it's, you hear that voice go around, you'd be like, that's pretty good. I can go with that. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that AVRs in the last like five to six years have gotten a lot more user friendly. The interfaces, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've taken a lot of steps in the right direction. There's a lot of hand holding going on so people can get these things set up correctly, but it's still ridiculous how in the dark they can leave you. I helped a friend, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we set up uh, some base management on his subs using a uh, mini DSP 2x4 and uh, Rumi Q Wizard. And I forget what AVR. He has like a, I think it's a Denon X1700H. Okay. And there's just moments where we're going through the menu system mm. and even I'm like, you know, you know not, not that I'm a world expert, but... I have a lot of experience fooling around with this stuff, just like yeah. you. And we think about it all day and we read about this stuff all day. You know, there's moments where even I'm pausing and I'm like, wait a second. Wait, what does that mode mean? You know, and then I'm looking through the instruction manual. And the description in this instruction oh. manual makes no sense. Right. And I step back from that and I'm like, how does the average customer look at this and have any clue? what right. this means the answer is they don't at least i would assume they don't right. maybe they go on youtube and they they watch videos and they they get some idea but it should not be that way there should be no scenario where a piece of equipment is that confusing right so it's it's hard though because even like like you do in your news like how it's so hard to explain imagine being the guy has to write the instructions Right. Like, how do I explain this yeah. for everybody? Because there's so many variables, so many options to this stuff that you're like, all right, like I'm, I'm going through one right now. Somebody reached out to me about their settings and it's like, 
he, um, what, what is it? Let me look, I'll look right now. And it's, uh, the HD, um, his PS5 isn't getting HDR at 4K. It'll do, mm-hmm. it'll do HD in, in HDR, but not 4K in HDR. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's try that. And like, how is your Apple TV doing that? So you have to back off and there's so many different versions. Like there's so many variables to the problem that you have to start eliminating them. And, and that's the thing. It's like you write an instruction. It's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. But if you have this setting on this, it's a completely different thing that happens. So right. I, a lot of times I just, I, well, not a lot of times. I don't really read anything until I have to, I have to. Cause I'll just start. I'm kind of the same way now at I this just point. Yeah. Tearing stuff apart, like not literally, but, and that's what I know. Like my buddy with, who's great with cars, he's not afraid to get under the hood and start ripping crap out because he knows how to fix it. You and I with home theater, it's like, I'm not afraid to start tinkering because I know how to get it back. So right. that's, that's the hardest part. And I, I think a lot of people, especially now coming up in home theater, it's, it's a lot it's a lot more intimidating because there is so much information that people are afraid to make a mistake when it's like, you really can't. It's like, for me, the best way when I, when somebody asks like, how do you, how do you get through a Spears and Munsell, right? How to, and understand that even before this new one that has a better explanation, but how do you, how do you get through it? Cause even the new one, it's still, it, it's still daunting to people. Right. And I'm like, hundred percent just throw the disc on and start sc- know what your settings are and then just start f- scrolling back and forth and see what your settings do to the image on the screen so mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it, like say your 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 contrast is set at 50 when you put in the disc go to 100 and go to 0 see what happens and see what happens and that's yeah, what, and that's exactly. how you learn and it's like and now set it to whatever you want and see, and then mess with it here if you don't like it just go back to 50 Right. And it's like, right. People are, you're not going to break it. It's not going to, you know, it's not like the TV is <laughs> going to go, Oh my God, it's going to fall off the wall. It's just going to look horrible. And then you just put it back, right. you know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's daunting though. So what, so uh, I'm curious about this HDMI issue. So he's feeding, uh, he's feeding a PlayStation into an AVR. Yeah. I got it right here. It's and like, he's not able Random question for you, <laughs> Rich, if you're listening later. Not, hopefully not, we've solved not this so by random. the time you hear this. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> not to bust on you. He's like, I noticed on my PS5 I can get 20, uh, 2160p, but it won't allow it with HDR. Instead, I get 1080p with HDR. Says device doesn't support HDR in 2160p. I would think that it does any clue. I've, tink- I've tinkered a bit, but can't figure it out. And I was like, and I just went through like, what are your TV settings? Does the Apple TV 4K with HDR have same input? Mm. But uh, he said, yeah, I have, I have the same kind of HDMI 8K cords for both. It's at a 4K HDR on Apple. It's in 4K HDR on Apple. So should work with PS5. I'll keep messing with it. Um, the same, same exact input. He's the, well, like, that's, that, the, that's one of the things I said he was answering. So what I said was, What's good is this was my suggestion to eliminate some things is go to your Apple TV 4K, put it in 4K with HDR, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what the reason I was doing that was so, so like when you do that on an Apple TV, if it fails, 
it'll tell you it'll it'll reset automatically right remember the remember right. 15 years ago if you did that if you connected a television and it didn't do it you were just like well how do i get it back now because the TV sure. can't do it, but now I can't see the menu, sure. right? Apple learned from right. that. So it automatically resets. <laughs> do you remember? You'd have to go get a TV oh, yeah. that can handle it, connect it, so you could just get it back, so you could reconnect it. Yeah, yeah 100%. TV. Oh, my God. Yep. So <laughs> I got that's why people are afraid to tinker, right? right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true, too. So <clears throat> good point. But so I said, put the Apple TV on. If it doesn't work, it'll automatically reset in 20 seconds. So you'll be fine. So his answer is it's working. So I said, now unplug from that Apple TV and go directly into your PS5. Yeah. Does it work then? And now you'll know that either it's that input isn't capable of it or some, you know, because some inputs might have either they went bad or I don't know. It's like, I mean, I know that's what I was going to say. My OLED can only do app, uh, uh, Dolby Vision on a certain input, it won't exactly do it on all inputs, right? Yep, yeah, because they go high cost on one input, mm-hmm. and then the other ones are just dumbed down to, yeah, only being able to handle some older iteration of HDMI. So that's could very well be yeah. what he's dealing with. The yeah. chipset on those. So, so he said, he goes, I think I got it. Maybe just need, and this was, he came, uh, this was early this afternoon. He's like, maybe just needed a reset after tinkering or something. Home theater was great for movie TV, but now I'm playing more games again. It's another whole experience. And yeah, it is. Oh, it's yeah, like for sure. when yeah. you can get your home theater running for, you know, for video games, it's my son loves it. He loves it. I can I'm, Honestly, a purposely avoiding doing that. Yeah. Because I know exactly what would happen to me. (laughs) Yes. Yep. I mean, you see behind me. Yeah. yeah. That's my, that's my time suck. Can we talk? If I got, if I introduced, if I, if I introduced PlayStation back into my life, which I literally had to get rid of when my kids were like five. Yep. I had a PlayStation two. Um, Todd, I had to quit because I was getting up at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock in the morning because I was up until three o'clock at night playing first person <laughs> shooter games and then coming to bed. Like, like I just got off the, got off the ice, my like adrenaline's pumping because you're just like, I was running and my wife would be at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God, I sniped this guy with a bow from 200 yards. And she's like, what the hell? Like I really did it. And I'm like, but you just, you just have so much fun with it. And like, my buddy that he does the same job as me. So like we can make our own hours, like just roll out of bed at 10 and go to work and work later in the day. Right. So we would mm-hmm. be up at night and he hated that. I had the home theater system because I could hear him coming in the back. If you're oh, on, a, that's awesome. If you're on a two channel system and this was 15 years ago, if you're on a two channel system and you hear the brush going, you don't know where it's coming from. You just know somebody's coming. Right. I'd be like, oh, he's behind me. So I'd turn around and be like, and I would use a bow because there was no sound and he's, he'd get shot and he'd have no, or if I missed, he'd have no idea where it came from. So, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, I had to get rid of that so I could get up with my kids because my kids were saying bye to me in the morning. I'm like, bye. (laughs) Right. right, Exactly. Yeah. I wish Christine, my wife could pop on. Uh, She's not around right now, but, um, she has a very similar story when I think my oldest, my now oldest daughter, uh, she's probably like one. And uh, my wife 
popped down into uh, the study where we had our PlayStation set up. Uh, this is when I lived up in Philly. She uh, she popped in there at like 12 o'clock at night because she heard this ruckus. She heard me in there going like, where are you? Where are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. I was playing SOCOM Navy SEAL online. Yep. I was in a oh, clan. Yeah. Whoops. I was in a clan with these I had that. probably like 12-year-olds, probably. Oh. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. like looked in at me and was like, Todd, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I'm like hunkered down. I'm like, yeah. uh. It was right around that time. I was like, yeah, I think I really need to quit this. Yeah. It gets, you get crazy. I, it's so fun though. Me and my buddy, this was in the night. We were on a computer. This was before the PS5, PS1s. And we were on a computer and we were playing some first person shooter. It was like Battlefield or like the original on a computer with a dial up internet. And to talk to each other, you had to, you could dial in and have a headset. So it was just so like what they have now is so much better. Right. And we were on this, we were on this map that was meant for like at back then it was meant for like 25 players or something. And we were, it was just us because it was a private game that we'd set up and we're on the map. And I'm like, and you'd have to have your binoculars out and look around to see anything move, see a grass blade move or something. And it'd be like miles you're looking and be like, just to see any difference in the grass. And then once you saw this little difference in the grass, then you'd go to your scope and you'd be able to see them. Okay. Now, Uh and that's what we would do. It was a sniper game, right? And this one time I'm laying in the ground, I'm looking around, I'm looking around. And as you spin around, me and my buddy were literally laying next to each other on the map, literally right next to each other. And I turn and he's right, like on the map where like I could have reached out and touched him. So I stood up and I looked down at him and I see him. And back then the bodies all moved at once, right? Like you, I, I saw him moving and I was like, I said to him on the thing, all of a sudden I go, three, two, and you see his body start <laughs> jumping. <laughs> one, so he thinks he's going to be shot. He's like, three, two, one, because that's what we do. And he starts jumping like he's going to run away. And I stabbed him. He goes, oh gosh, because you could, st- and just to let him know, I was that close. He goes, how did you find me? I go, I was looking around. I just happened to see you first. We were literally laying next to each other on this giant map. But we, we used to have so much fun with that stuff. Oh my god! But it is, it's super addictive. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's, that's our retirement time. That'll be yeah, us. I think. <laughs> Yeah, once I have a little more free time for yeah. stuff like that, I definitely see myself hopping back in. Call of Duty. Yeah, that's what my son that's plays. It's an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. I don't even want to see how good it looks it's on insane. the latest versions because I, I just know that that would be the end. He calls me down and he'll be like, when they come out with a new version and he'll be like, check this out. And then like listening to the sound and like just, oh, it, it is. It's is really it really good. just that amazing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's so much more immersive than it was when we were gaming and it's, mm-hmm. and the audio is great. He keeps, what's funny is there's no reference level, obviously to video games, right? So you don't set this to, he keeps it at like minus 30. And it's pretty loud in the room, but you could really? still hear everything around you. And it's even the driving games, cars come up to your either sides. The room is re- it really is engaging. Um, 
the pro gamers, it's not good because you can't, when you're looking around the screen, you're losing time. They want the smaller, like a 42 inch and sit in front of it. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing. My, my son sits in the front row of my theater so he can just be looking around and he's playing with his buddies. Oh, that's so awesome. And he just, yeah. he loves it, loves it. So he does online. Yeah. He, he, he has the game. He doesn't, he's not necessarily playing the game, the game. He's playing the online. He does all the, the game games. He plays the games themselves, but then him and his buddies, and that's that's what's interesting now. It's another form of uh, communication, really. Like his buddies from college, mm-hmm. it's like I, when we all graduate, when we graduated college or left college, we were like, "All right, never see you again. Later, go." But <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, literally. Now that yeah. they don't skip a beat, they they've been week after week, and even if they don't play. They talk about when are we playing again? What are they? So it keeps them in touch. Plus they have phones. Like we didn't have that stuff, you know, it was called the house. Right. And if you're home, you're home. Um, but yeah, the game. And yeah, nobody's writing letters back. No, no. <laughs> you're not like sending letters to your friends from college. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah, really interesting. It is. It is. But it, I got into it when my son first went to college just for the sake of like staying in touch with him while I was at college and we played a little Mm -hmm. bit and it was, uh, it was hysterical because I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't familiar with the game. Like I know, like you and I know how to do it, but we're just not familiar with the game anymore. But then you get in with somebody like my son and like, we got the headset and he's like, dad, what are you doing? And it's like, I'm the guy running around. Like, I think it was call of duty where you, whatever it was, but you dropped in. Like you get, he goes, all right, we're going to go in together and this is what you got to do. So you fly in, you got to parachute in. Like the first three trips, I just hit the ground, <laughs> not to pull the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> My son's like, dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> virtually, mind you. Yes, exactly. Right. Boom, splash. And then when I That's finally hilarious. figured out how to pull a chute, it's like, I'm just running around and he's like, go over there. You got to get a gun because you didn't have any weapons. So he's got, he'd get down on the ground. He'd get, get some weapons for himself. And then I'm just mm. running around aimlessly with a knife. Like, <laughs> it's like, dad, this way, <laughs> this way. <laughs> how do you know? I don't know how to read the maps. I don't know how to do anything, but we had, we had, a, it was fun though, because he's at college. I'm here. We yeah. get in the same idea. So it's like, keeps you in touch and. I was like crying. Yeah, laughing. Anything that you can do to, yeah, yeah, keep the bonds with your with your kids. Yeah, right. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, and it's so it's, important. So yeah, it's it. <laughs> that was a fun way. Um, That's great. Uh, all right, what else we got? I know you don't have any oh, notes. Um, uh, well, I did something interesting last night. I went. Uh, keep it clean. I went and. St- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wait. What, what was I going to tell you now? No, I uh, one time in college, I w- we went with some friends to a. Uh, there's a movie theater in our neighborhood that has been showing '80s classics on Wednesday nights, and we went and watched The Breakfast Club on the big screen. Oh wow! How big a screen? Which, so which, is this like a legit movie theater that they? It's a legit movie theater. Yeah. How are they yeah, running it's not, that? It's, like, are they running it like? Do you know the no do you know idea. what they have for tech? No, I don't know. It's it's a huh. fairly new theater. They actually uh knocked down the one that was there and it's called Sinopolis. Have you ever heard of a Sinopolis theater mm-hmm. chain? 
No. I don't think they're all over the con- I think they're maybe in like five or six states. But uh it's, it's one of these places that has big cushy, you know, reclining chairs and they bring food to you and the whole nine yards. But it was great. It just I felt like I was back in the nineteen eighties. It was just <sighs> really neat to see that on a really huge right. screen. Um, you know, and people in the there's a lot of you know, folks our age and they're watching, you know, the whole oh, Gen yeah. Xer crowd and uh just everybody chuckling at all the right moments. And, you know, it just was, it was cool. Yeah. So, so I think I'll be going back. What was the, like, now was the theater like the eighties or was it modern? No, it's oh, modern. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's all modern. And they're running, they're running all sorts of, uh, they're running right. all, the entire buffet like of movies that are out right yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's just on Wednesday nights for at one time slot, they have it, and it, it was like five bucks to get in. Oh wow, to watch. Yeah, yeah. The week before they had sixteen candles, but we were out of town, and some you know, some friends went and that's saw cool. that. Uh, but, it's kind of like uh, a drive-in yeah. idea because that's what drive-ins do that it's, too. But this is yeah. in a theater. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, so many. You know, th- that kind of movie especially is something that you see in reruns now pretty yeah. much on TV, right? Not yeah. a lot of people are even watching that in their home theaters, even though I've I've watched uh, 16 Candles over the holidays with my daughters, and one of them had never seen it. Oh, man. And <laughs> yeah, uh made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, they were like, Dad, why are you laughing so much? Oh, like, my God. hilarious. I mean, yeah. They didn't find it as but, funny? Oh, no, they loved it. They thought it, they were pointing out all of the, you know, highly inappropriate things in the movie. Yeah. That, it's, I mean, there is a lot, even in, I was noticing last night in the breakfast club, there is quite a few moments where they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Violating women. Yeah. And that's a nice way of putting it where you're just like, wow, you just wouldn't hear that this day and age. Right. And, but see, but, what uh, I think is, it's not necessarily, I think part of us that we've, I don't know if we've lost our sense of humor, but it was like, it's not like back then when they said that stuff, we were like, yeah, that's what you do. We knew it was wrong. That's the point. Exactly. Right. And it's like, yes. now it's like, yeah. if it's wrong, you don't say it. It's like, no, that's what made it funny. Is like, how, have you seen the show, Ted, the new show, Ted? I've not, I've seen the movies. I've never oh my God. watched the show. It's, it's insane. It's insane how good it is. And it's, and I think that's where a comedy starting to come back around. Like, come on, people. We're taking ourselves too seriously here because, and that's what Ted does. And they do a really good job of mixing in. It it takes place in 93. And one of the flaws Mm -hmm. my wife and I saw was they're mixing in some stuff that did not like ideals that really weren't taking place in 93, but they kind of have to do it to point the finger at exactly what's going on because there's jokes in there and they get like, they, they talk about racism and stuff. Like it's like literally like, Oh my God, you're so racist. And he's like, why? And he'll shout out the name. And Ted's like, we did it. The opening scene at first, my wife and I were like, all right, they just go in extreme. And then I didn't, it was supposed to be funny, but I didn't really think it, but as it goes on, you see what they're doing and you're like, oh, okay. It is like, and then there's, 
literally every episode, my wife and I would be like crying, laughing, laugh out loud moments. Cause you're like, awesome. He seriously said that. <laughs> it's like, and it's, and that's what we need. We need more of that and be like, yeah, yeah, we know that's a bad thing to say. That's why it's like, I can't believe they said it. You know, it is, a, it is a very fine line, right? Between humor that gets to the edge and right. that in humor that is intentionally trying to. Right. Demean or hurt somebody. Right. 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 But yeah. I'm with you. I'm all for that humor that gets to the edge and makes fun of life. And yeah, it, it's, it, I, I do have a fear that we're getting away from. Yeah. Too it, far away from that. You got to sit down and watch uh, Eddie Murphy's raw or delirious with your daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. No, but do you point them out to like, I'll like tell my daughter and my son-in-law be like, you got to see raw. They'd be like, why? Trust me. And then they'll see it be like, Oh my God, dad. I go, I knew that by heart when I was a kid. It's like, I, I saw that in the theaters. I remember when it came out and I remember walking out of there Oh my God. And my sister, I used to drive her to school in the morning. We, well, she, we went to high school together and I'd be, and be like, we'd pick up our friend on the way or something. And she'd be like, do that skit, do that Eddie Murphy skit. And cause I, oh my God, I loved it. I had his voice <laughs> and everything. I was like, oh my God. I, he's, oh, that's fantastic. We watched, my wife and I watched it probably within the last year. And it's, I haven't bought mm -hmm. it on Kaleidoscape yet. I think I, we just watched it on TV and we were upstairs and we were crying laughing. And you're like, it's just so it's good. You know, I think Dave, Dave Chappelle has managed to carry that spirit. Yes. Forward. Uh, he's different than Eddie Murphy, but, uh, he still likes to take things beyond it's a different time. I think he's doing what Eddie Murphy did. It's just a different time, right? It's mm -hmm. like the things yeah. that he's talking about didn't even exist back then. Exactly. And, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, uh, but that's what made. Eddie Murphy so great and even Richard Pryor the what he did and George Carlin mm. George oh, yeah. Carlin was pointing the finger I mean George Carlin's entire like popularity if he was still around today I mean he's Chappelle today right like I can't remember the seven words you can't say and he's like oh yeah why they're words <laughs> like, right exactly right? like and yep. it was like all based off of sticks and stones like if I say this I'm bad and this was in the 70s it's like, if uh -huh. I say this, oh, you can't say that. But if I say this, and it's because I've always off of the um George Carlin ideal, it's like, you're not allowed to say like, uh, like the F word, but you could say, quote, the F word, end quote. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can't Doesn't say make any the sense, word, right? But, right. It, but I can imply it. <laughs> like, right. Like when I was a kid, you couldn't put the finger up because it meant that. Right. And right. I, you know, now they can do it on, they do that on TV and you're like, or they'll say like, or even better. Like, what did we all do? Like, oh my God, that's you, you, you sip of coffee. Ah, oh, that's friggin' hot. Yep, that, that came right. so that we don't have to say the F word. It's like, so you right. basically right. wanted to say that, but you're like, let me clean this up for you. But this is what, you know what I meant. You know, exactly. Yeah. Right on. It's like, do, hey, it, you can, it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm like, the purpose of language is the, it, the overall purpose is the communication. I just communicated to you a foul language, <laughs> but. 
Right. But the fact right. I didn't actually use the foul language, I'm okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Now you're not offended. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's so great. Oh. What I was going to say is um, somebody used AI to make a new George Carlin comedy skit. Have you seen that with his no. voice and everything? No. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh you should look. I think it's like an hour long. I bet. It's crazy. It's like he's alive. It's is it it's, AI or is it just a skit? <laughs> it's AI. It's AI. The the AI listened to his old skits. Then they some you know they uploaded his voice, got it yeah. to learn his voice, and then the AI wrote a new George Carlin skit as if he was you know right. doing a new skit modern times. That's a good very tangent. strange. It's a very good tangent because you talked about it this week and you mentioned it in your news. And I, when I heard you say it, I was like, oh, I got to talk to him about this, whether we talk on air or off air. Um, overuse of AI. It's, I, I, when I heard you say that, I was like, I'm working and I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, I don't think people, I, they don't know what it is right now. It's marketing, right? But AI, right? AI is like what people are afraid of. What you're supposed to be afraid of is artificial intelligence like Ex Machina or T2, where they become self-aware and then think creatively on their own. Mm -hmm. We don't have that yet. And nobody can tell me that they do because it, that whole George Carlin thing you just said, the computer mm -hmm. didn't think to do that on its own. All we did is put in the computer, we have this information, I want you to duplicate it in this way. And it takes the information right. it was given and re and jumbles it up and gives it back to you. That's all it is. That is not artificial intelligence. And you kind of pointed that out. It's like, oh, the AI on these TVs is taking your your 1080p and it's turning it to 4K. Like, right. yeah, we called that up. It's just processing. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. just processing. Yeah. Yeah, there it's buzz it's marketing buzzwords yes. that they're they're using. I mean, I so my take on AI is similar, very similar to yours, although you know, I've I've played around with this subscription uh chat GPT. It's oh, GPT 4.0. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty darn scary what it's capable of, of doing. Right, but it's not doing it on its own. It can only it's not doing do it. it with the information it was given. So basically it's taking all the information and going, here, you ask for this. Like my son uses it for like, look, I have to conduct an interview for work. Like he has an interview in a, a potential employee mm -hmm. um, that he describes the job and says, what are good questions? Boom. It, right. It spits it out, but it, it spits it out. Because it has that on the inter, it, it has that information already there. Here are what we, it, it is literally, let's go to the most rudimentary version. Two plus two equals four. Right. A calculator can only tell that because you told it what the value of two and two is and equal and what four is. Right. The calculator didn't magically do it. It was right. told what to do. That's all that like chat GPT is doing. It's not a true AI is when you wake up and your computer's like, uh, yeah, you're out of the house because we found you're too inefficient. Wait, I didn't tell you to do that. No, it's going to get there. 
I mean, it's, I mean, GPT right now is, you know, it is guessing when it writes things. It, you know, you like, you can tell it, like, go become an expert on, uh, airplane radar or whatever. Right. And it will go out and educate itself and then come back and you can say, you know, write me a, a story about, uh, you know, a airplane radar technician that right. runs into some trouble, you know, and it, it, it's using logic where it's guessing what the next word should be when it's creating things. So it's getting, I think it's pretty frightening how close it's getting but is that to what you're talking about? So what I'm it's only a matter of time. Yeah, but you're missing the part where we asked it. It won't yeah, do it. It's, true artificial intelligence is when it stops taking questions and just starts doing things on its own without being asked. That's true artificial intelligence. But have you heard these these creators of these systems who are like, yeah, we don't understand how it's working at this point? That's freaky. I, I see. I, I don't like. What don't they? I don't. I'd have to know what they don't understand. To I'll to send be you free, some articles to be freaked on it because, to... like, it's like if you got up in the morning and it said, all it's doing is at even it, they're all it's doing is finding patterns at an exponential rate is all it's really doing right now. It's not it, even to say that it's learning. It's like okay, so it's learning. But it can't learn anything we haven't input into it. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the part. It's like we don't. I mean, even ChatGPT, any of these other things. It's like we have to teach it emotions, and this is when to feel sad. It doesn't feel sad, and it's like where what we don't, what we don't understand, what people don't understand is you could drop somebody onto an island and not rate, you know, whatever a person. We have emotions regardless of right. our, I mean, to the point that in psychology, there's that nurture nature thing. Did I learn this from my parents or my upbringing or was I naturally like this? And we don't know which is more powerful. That's intelligence. That's, we don't, but now for the, for the site or the programmers to be like, we don't know how it learned this. What do you mean? Is it doing something nobody in the history has ever done? Or ever. I believe so. Like what? Yeah, I believe like it's, I, I don't understand it to that level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not sentient yeah. at this time. Right. Um, but it's the way it's performing its operations. It's kind of like on its own at right. this point. But to the marketing side of it. Yeah, it is. And it's, I, it's, think, a, I think it's interesting, but to the marketing side, it's we're not we're no closer now it's, than we were ten years ago. But nobody said AI. Yeah. It's like you got one side a, that wants us to be afraid, and you got the other side that wants to market it and make money off of it. And you're like, right. look right. at all this AI. That's so you the 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 side that wants us all to be afraid of it is going. See all this AI we're talking about. It's taking over the world. I'm like, that's all the stuff that we've done. <laughs> it's like it's it's no different than putting 4K on a box, right? right. They want people to walk into a store and say, oh, oh, 4K, and that has AI. Let's get that one, right? right? I feel bad for the poor guy that invented upscaling, and he goes, it's not artificial intelligence. I'm the one that did it. I'm not artificial. You're just telling the it damn is, TV it, to do it. <laughs> it is ridiculous, though, yeah. when you start talking about processing as AI. I mean, that's it's like, come on. Yeah. Give me a break.
it, it, it that that's just it. It's like, I mean, go back, it's not go back a hundred years was the first calculator considered AI because I yeah, didn't have to no, think it. The compute that 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 box over there did it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You but, know, yeah. You were thinking it. That's exactly why I said it. I'm like this. I mean, yeah. at some point, people need to call this out. Yeah. It, does my car have AI? Because I, I set the temperature to 74, and as I'm driving, it just keeps <laughs> regulating it artificially. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, How yeah, does that, it know? that's what they're exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, really, a TV really isn't even doing that. Um, <laughs> unless it has a sensor and it's adjusting light output based on the ambient light in the room. I mean, some TVs can do that, but yeah, they do that. That's, but that's, that's not, they, they, they want to mark intelligence. artificial intelligence right. is going to adjust your settings as the light changes. Yeah. We just used to call that, you know, adjustable vision or whatever. It's like, um, but speaking right. of that, like speaking of TVs, 4k and upscaling, um, mm-hmm. this is timely. Because uh, coming up this week, um, and you know what? Here, here at Brightside Home Theater, we don't care about restrictions. I'm going to say the word Super Bowl. Sue me, NFL. Oh, Come and get me. Yes. Come and get me. <laughs> That'd be great. I got a shut sore down topic by- down this way. Why? Ravens. I know that was tough. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough loss. That was tough. Um, I was rooting for you too. Um, so I have yet to see anywhere um that they're filming in 4k they're broadcasting in 4k but all the reports yeah. i've seen it's upscaled on their end from from a 2k source right from a 2k source because people are touting this is cb at cbs right cbs is doing it this year yeah. And it's going to be, you can get it in 4K on it with HDR on such and such. And I'm like, they don't have the cameras. I know they, in nowhere have I seen it reported that they do, but I have seen reported scarcely that it's just, they're shooting it in HD and they're upscaling it to you. How now, is that any different than our that. televisions doing it? Did you see that on Twitter? Or X or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, I've I saw searched a comment the internet on, for it, and I okay, I, I have not. Okay, I haven't been able to find anywhere that they're shooting it in native 4K. I've yeah. yet to see. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I've yet to see that, but I have seen it reported that it is. It, it's just upscaled on their end, but it's a blurb inside because they just want everybody to know that this is 4K HDR. When in actuality, it's really not. It's it's really not. It's it looks better. Did you watch any of the the 4K? I say 4K with air quotes, but did you watch any of the 4K broadcasts of the playoffs at all? Yeah, yeah. And I thought it. I mean, it I looks it looked, way better. I thought it looked good. I I wasn't I wasn't blown away. And I have Fubo, huh. and Fubo gets it. That's one of the streamers that I'll actually do it um, mm-hmm. because, and that's the other thing I've seen real 4k, like the, some of the soccer games and I don't watch soccer, but I'll go on Fubo to just, especially when I first got Fubo to get 4k. Just to experience it. Um, I yeah. have Nesson, 
which comes in for they're shooting it at, um, in 4K HDR. They have the cameras at the Boston Garden and at Fenway Park. And if you oh, have, wow, you're so lucky. Exactly. And that's what, so I've seen it and I know that. It, and when I go back and forth between their 4K feed and their regular feed, it's a noticeable difference. And I mean, hmm. it's that sometimes you're like, whoa, that looks so crazy. It's like, you know, hockey, you're just like, but it sucks the bandwidth big time. Like watching yeah, hockey in 4K HDR, I, a lot of times it's like, if it's a late game, I'll do it. But it's it, it gets jittery at times because it just takes so much it's just way too much to, information. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be compressed, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not feeding you. I so. Oh yeah, it's just like so, if you're getting any of the streamers 4K movies, it's the same thing, right? And yeah. My my understanding is is that Fox broadcasts NFL football games in 720. Hmm. Is that have you heard that? Yeah. And that could be the other standard too that's come up that where they're co- they're going from now it is really a 1080 1080p with some HDR you know if and if you're upscaling to HDR there so you're actually sending I think that could be the difference where you're actually sending a, an HDR signal meaning yes it's shot in st- standard dynamic range. But then they're breaking mm-hmm. it down into an HDR that's easier for your television to decode. And now you're getting, you're going to get a crisper and it might actually smooth the bandwidth out too, because it's actually, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds stupid and I'm spitballing here, but what if you, by them doing it on the other end, it smooths the bandwidth out so that on your end, you're able to get a more consistent picture, but in a better yeah. way, something this. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'd almost prefer it to come in SDR, 4K SDR, than the, the HDR does some wonky stuff on mm-hmm. my LG. The whites just get really bright out of whack. Yeah. And it's, I, I do the same thing here. Um, some of the hockey games, depending on the rink they're in and the building they're in, the white, the, the, the light off the ice can be too bright. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, and you go back to standard and you be like the standard def. I'm like, okay. And now you're still on the t- same TV. Like if I'm watching on my OLED, now it's just going to yep. upconvert it. But that's how you right. know you're getting, like when I go to the 4K version, that's how you know you're getting the real 4K is because like, whoa, oh my God. It's like, you're not, the TV's not upconverting it. It's just mm-hmm. running in 4K HDR. So exactly. Um, but, but yeah, it's, we're not there yet, but I think they're trying to advert again. It's a marketing tool. Like everybody, it looks amazing and this and that. And I'm like, it's, I mean, it's standard everything and they're up converting on their end. So sure. Yeah. I, you know, I've had a couple, there was a couple moments during college football this year where I watched a game in 4K and it was simultaneously being broadcast and, and standard mm-hmm. def, uh, high def whatever that's coming in as uh, on the, you know, on the, the regular local channel. So I have direct TV stream. So they have like four dedicated 4k channels and occasionally a game will appear on one. You can flip back and forth. Right. And once you see it on the higher res, whatever resolution that is coming in, mm. it's really hard to go back Yeah. to that lower res. What's nice. Which is looks great helmets? until you see it in the yeah. high. Yeah. Those got close images of the helmets. The, the, the- the chunks of glitter in some of the teams oh, that you're just like, it's amazing. Oh, 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. Boy, we're, I hope we're alive for the day when that really becomes the standard. <laughs> and we're complaining like they say it's in 16k yeah but it's only coming in as 8k what the heck is this you yeah know? <laughs> it's that i just I, I think i don't think we'll go past four i really don't i because we're we're pat i mean you don't need more we've said it so many times you really don't wise. maybe maybe we'll get up to 8k well they I, mean, need- I think perception we tap out of around 16 right oh for perception perception i believe six it depends on the size of your screen but we're tapped out at a, anything under like uh i always put it at 150 inches um but i've been told it's like 170 actually but anything below 150 inches you can't tell 4k from 8k your eyes literally so like if you went to a pixel count screen you wouldn't even be able to see, you can't see them even going up to the screen Okay. And now where, where 8K comes into play is like at 170 and above, you can sit closer to the screen and have a better view. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, just like go back to when we were kids and our parents don't told us, don't sit too close to the TV. It was, that was real because the, the resolution was so grainy that if you sat too close, you would, it would bother your eyes and you could get a headache from it. Right. Our perception mm-hmm. now, or our screens now, I'm sorry, you can sit six feet from a 4K, hundred. I have 110 inches, and you six feet, two feet away. You can't see those. You can't see that resolution. So imagine I'll dividing to, that into four squares. I I believe, though, DJ, that the number is actually 16K. When it all comes down to it, off a screen. Really? So I, I think so. I think that the human vision... I think they've determined that but we're going to stop out at 16. At what size? I, I, I don't See, know. I'm going to have to, that's the have thing to do is some like, reading. So if you look like I had 110 inches and I had a 110 inch screen and I had a 1080 projector. Okay. I could go up to that screen. And when I was dialing in that projector, I would dial it in by getting those pixels. I could see each and every pixel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. When you go to 4K, you take that exact pixel, just one of them, okay? You have a 1080, and that's 1080 yep. down the side, right? So just look sure. at one of them at 10 inches. I mean, 110 inches. You look at one of them, go to 4K, that one pixel just became four pixels. Exactly. You yep. can't see that now. And that's what I'm saying. Like your eyes, like you could put your nose to the, I mean, if you put your nose to the screen, you can see that. But if you step back like two feet, your eyes right. can't see the lines between the pixels. So now your brain has just blurred that. You cannot see that. You literally cannot perceive that, I should say, not see that, right? Imagine yeah. now take that one pixel. Now we're at 4K. Take that one pixel that you can't even see and turn that into four pixels. That's 8K. Mm-hmm. And that's at 110 inches. And that's why the size of the screen matters. So that's why I'm like... 16K, how big is your screen that your eye would even be able to see that pixel? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. The entire side of your house? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll have to, I'll dig up the source where I was reading about that. I was reading something about human vision. I'm trying to see it right now, but. And what, and and what's funny is I heard, oh, you. (laughs) 
you. Um, oh God! No, you were talking in in your explanation of a TV and uh, how like LED works and the light shining through, and you get oh yeah. And I was waiting the- for you to get to the part where so. So we can take, we take a television and you can turn off a pixel and you turn Mm -hmm. on a pixel and that's your true, Mm -hmm. like, that's your true HDR. So this pixel could be completely off, which is, this is your OLED situation, right? So this pixel is off. That's black as black. And this pixel right next to it is really bright. Okay. That is, uh, you can't get better contrast. This pixel's fully on, this pixel's fully off. Now you put in now, what a lot of people think is like when you do that, it gets rid of that blooming that you get. No, it doesn't. Because in the art world, you're trained to see the blooming so that when you recreate it, like doing a drawing or something, I have to go in and for this to look, to draw something and make it look realistic, I have to duplicate what your vision sees. So you could turn off a pixel and turn on a pixel, but if you stand back and look at that, if I showed you in real life, if you look at a light bulb, right, look at, look at the edge of a brightest thing. There's actually your, the way your brain perceives it is you have the brightest part and then you have the darkest part. But right before, now it could, it's the light bulb itself. It actually gets darker and then brighter again. It's not physical. It's our perception of it. So blooming happens in our brain. So how would you prevent that one pixel from blooming into the next pixel, even though it's off, any more than you can prevent a light bulb on a black background from blooming? And it's it's our perception of these things. I think the point of that was the blooming that you see on an LCD is much more pronounced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew I wasn't trying to correct your explanation, but I think this is where people are saying like what what I'm saying is, is like when you get into the higher, they're they're trying to, I've seen people try to justify like 8K and 16K because it Mm -hmm. can get rid of that. It can give you a better gradation, but our brains are already giving us that gradation. It's already there. Well, you would get... Possibly, I guess, better gradations in in uh, exactly that color gradations, mm-hmm. like a sunset or something like mm-hmm. that. Even though a lot of that has to do with the the processing, uh, because you don't need to have banding, even in like a a 1080p image right. for the most part. But I think 4K has really gotten rid of banding for the most, you know, in a, in a proper, if you're not streaming, yeah, streaming ending. banding yeah, comes in yeah, there exactly. because the processor right. can't keep up with the information that's being fed. And that's the, the other issue. Right. Um, yeah. And on Blu-ray though, I mean, I was watching a, a movie the other night, they had some banding and I didn't realize I was watching an HD. It was on Kaleidoscape. I thought mm-hmm. it was a 4k movie. Was that alone? And it was, uh yes yep yeah because yes yeah because on your news you said it was in 4k uhd and i'm like no i just bought it it's in hd because <laughs> i i bought wait, it did i yeah yeah okay wait was it alone or was it but uh, wait on your thing i think you were talking about alone and you said in in your news you had said it's 4k HD. that it's available in 4k yeah okay and on on so there you go so i was mistaken yeah. Yeah. So but it's an it, HD and I it can look good. HD can look really, really good. 
So did you watch it? Did not you watch yet. Alone? Not yet. I'm, I'm going to watch not it yet. with my wife. I bought it during the show when Steve was talking about it and we were talking about you. And I was like, okay, Todd liked it. And he's like, it's not your typical heart. And I was like, I had it up on the, and I was like, cha-ching. And I, I bought it right then. It's, and I'm fun. Gonna, it's a I'm fun. I'm going to watch it with Jen. It's fun. I'll be curious to hear what you have to say about it. I thought the beginning is a little predictable. And mm. then, and then it just gets twisted. There's this phone conversation that happens where you're kind of like, wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. Everything just got a lot more interesting. Yeah. It's good. It's, Steve said, you know, it's, that a, it, it, it can inspire good conversation after too. And I love movies. Yeah, and that's what yeah, made me sure. buy it. Cause I love movies like that where you go, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, what's the one you told me to get? I still have it on my kaleidoscape. Um, oh boy. Sunshine. Was that the one you told me oh, to get? Oh, yeah. I yeah, still haven't seen you it, watch? though. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't, you got to watch it. But that. you were like, you got to get You got to get it. So I bought it. And it's sitting there. And you know when you, well, I don't know what, you have a larger hard drive than I do. Um, but it's like, I'm always taking stuff off and putting stuff on. And I'll go through. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, can't take that off because I got to I watch it. So <laughs> it's always, you got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. That's so funny. Yeah. That, I, I think that's one of those movies that could be or I should say could have been an all-time great, but it just has a couple moments where you're like, eh, I don't know, near the ending. But it's it's got that space mood. You know, these Mm -hmm. guys are, they're on this space mission going toward the sun with this giant solar panel thing array that's protecting them from the, from the, the radiation. It's just such a cool concept and it's really well executed but the end, it's kind of like, ah, I don't know if the end, ending could have been better, but I still think it's a movie that's definitely worth watching, if not for the mood that it injects. And I know you like space movies, yeah, so in yeah. sci-fi. I've never heard so of I it. Think, yeah. I'd never heard I of it. I think you'll get a kick out of it. it. I got to check it out now. Hopefully, maybe I, I'll try I think to get it's it a very, It's a very cool concept. Yeah. I got to yeah. check that out then. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing I know we've gone over your allotted time. I got to talk to you. Yeah. You said five 30. <laughs> All right. Last thing. <laughs> and then I do actually have to go. Cause my, I, uh, my dogs are locked up upstairs. Yeah. I my, did that. Uh, the, yeah. My wife's traveling. So, um, so yeah. And remember I joked to you, I go, good. We'll be done by 11. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah, no, we're going, I said five 30 tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you. By the way, you can't sit down. I know I can't. I'm standing. But I mean, the next 24 hours, you have to do standing. Oh, (laughs) I did a lot of the 24 hours standing. I'm kidding, by the way. I did a lot. Did you really? Yeah. You you were standing a lot of that? Most of it, I would say I was standing. Probably not the last, probably not the last three or four hours. Yeah, because I could take, like right now, I just hit the button on, you could probably go back and see it when I went up and down, because it's a lot easier. It's, if you sat for 24 hours straight, you just, I, at least for me, I'd be all a mess. So you might get a blood clot. Yeah, I just, like right now, I'm standing. I do the show sitting. When I do the shows on Tuesdays, I'm always sitting just because of my backdrop, but, um, yeah, I don't mind standing. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Everything you got going on in the background. Let me see if I still have it. Let me, uh, it's still on my phone. I was shopping Uh-oh. last night. 
There it is. So you're going to have to help me out. Uh, it's kind of home theater related, more like entertainment area related. But I got that one I'm looking at. Oh, sweet. It's not yep. coming in. So it's a multi-cade. Yeah. Dreamcade yep. Vision 29. But they, awesome. have, they also have a 32. And then the other one, I'll show you my, uh, maybe I, I'm seeing if I deleted it. My, uh, my reminders every day. I have this reminder. It's a daily reminder. Come on. Where is it? Stupid phone. Let's see if it comes up. Oh, anyways, instead of showing you daily reminder, talk to Todd about bubble hockey. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I got I thinking about not thinking I'm getting one. You're doing it. I'm doing okay. it. I was, so one of the things I was going to do for the guys working on the house, if I had the basement poured before it was like, if we had done it a few weeks ago when we, weather didn't allow, um, I was going to get it and put it in the basement so that like guys could do lunch break and play bubble hockey or whatever. Once it was capped, I was going to have it put in and we just run Uh it off of my little generator, which can run stuff like that. And I was like, so <clears throat> but we weren't able to get it poured. So I didn't want to, I don't want to put something like that in there. And I was shopping around for it. Um, I think the one that you were talking about, it's that, uh, is it a, the one out of Buffalo? Is that the right one? Yeah. Ice. Yep. Ice. The one that you have, by, ice. I see, I see behind super checks. you there. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a super checks. And yeah. So I want that and I want a video game. I want the, originally I wanted like a, video game like a a classic original like just a single video game but then i'm seeing ones like that and i'm like why would i do that to myself when i can get the like that dream cake get the whole thing yeah well you could play all the different games that has you can it has the gun on it and all the different games and stuff like that so the one the one thing that's like i mean i i don't have any arcade machines Mm -hmm. like that but I do know that like the purist would tell you that you actually need to have the card that was in the original machine for the game to play as it was specified to play. Oh, when you buy, when you buy that dream cage, you're buying, it's like, it's called Pretty MAME. Packed. It's like some kind yeah. of emulator yep. where it's, you know, they emulate the game. So more than likely what you're looking at right there, everything's going to run smoothly. You would be none the wiser. Right. But if you were like a hardcore eighties, nineties gamer, you probably would notice like, ah, this is a little off or I, I mean, I can't quite explain it because I'm not that kind of arcade guy. Yeah. But I think you and I would love exactly what you're looking at and be none the wiser. Yeah. It's like, like one of the ones that I wanted to get was, um, an original dragon's lair video game system uh, with the laser disc. Yes. And it's like, yeah. and, and it's like that, that guy, rich that we were helping with his PS five earlier. Um, mm-hmm. that's the name of his theater. It's called the dragon. Dragon's Lair. Lair? Oh, and, that's yeah. Cool. It's really cool. And I'm like, that is the coolest name. And he didn't know that. I'm like that actually that video, cause he's big into video games too. I'm like, that mm-hmm. actually has home theater you know, connotations to it because it's the first video game to utilize laser disc. And that's how, when we were in the arcades, you were like, 
that looks like a cartoon. Yeah, because it was. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, all the little, you know, things it was doing. But I would love to have that. But to to your point, though, it's like if you get the real one, now you're getting the real issues. Like, I got to Well, I know with that one in particular, uh, you know, a lot of the regular arcade games, you know, like Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or whatever, um, the parts are out there for you to be able to repair them and people are making reproduction boards and all that kind of thing. So you'd be okay. But my understanding is is that Dragon's Lair and there was another LaserDisc-based game that came after that. Um, I think that you're pretty much up, you know, what, without a paddle. (laughs) If that thing goes down, um, right. especially for folks like you and I who aren't in it, but uh, yeah, I you just, might want to do some research very carefully if, you, if you're going to pull no. the trigger on something uh, like that. Well, the more I looked into it, that's what made me realize, like, get the emulator and you'll have more fun with yeah, it. Do the, and, yeah. you know, and it's do like a main cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. And like the bubble hockey is good for when, you know, you got a bunch of guys over or something, but. I, I also wanted that, like a video game system, something you can do by yourself or, you know, yeah, you just go downstairs yeah. and be like, oh, I'm going to play. Or, and the other thing is like, well, like I, like you have in the background there with your pinball machines, it's like, you don't even have to touch them, but it's part of the decor of the area too. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I'm sure you play your video games, but it's like, even if I don't play it all the time, it's part of the atmosphere of the area yeah. of the entertainment area too. So that's why I was like, that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted like an original because maybe I don't play it. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm an art major. I can make it look like an original if I wanted to. And then it's an emulator, you know, (laughs) it's like, well, you could easily buy an old cabinet Mm. and build your own name system in it. I mean, people do that. I think there's something called uh, the Phoenix arcade. They sell MAME boards, uh, I could probably point you in those directions if you, it'd be cheaper probably to do it that way than buy a pre-made system. Right. But the pre-made system also, it just comes, you unbox it and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. They had one, they had an option there. Like we can deliver it like a refrigerator as a, so like the person you're buying for doesn't know like you're, Oh, we got a new fridge. Yeah. Yeah. We'll open it later. Oh, that's cool. It's a, so (laughs) if it's a gift, it doesn't show up as this giant like video game. Look at that. Um, so I thought that was a cool, cool little thing, but, yeah. but yeah, the options they have on it, like I don't need the LED lighting. I can do that myself, but it comes like mm-hmm. you can get the dual light guns you can get. And then it comes with like all the different games. Like you can get the different packages of games that and I'm just reading them going, oh man, like the base price is like three grand. By the time I was done with the packages, I was like, oh, all right, we don't need to eat this month. It's like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, you see all the your street fighter, street and um, duck hunt. You're like, oh, you know. Um, oh, what was oh, yeah. Time Crisis? Do you remember Time Crisis? Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. That, shoot, yeah, that was the shooting one. I was like, all right, I got to have that. And I was like, <laughs> right. uh, it's only 89 bucks add-on. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, Might as well get that one. And yep. then, yeah. And then you get the the dual guns. Like I think one gun was like one ninety nine to add the gun package, and then the second gun is only one sixty nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. And if you, if you're looking for that kind of stuff too, don't build it on your own. Yeah, just because well, you want the warranty and, and stuff. Yeah, and and they know what to do. Yeah. And then they were like, add a 
a Wi-Fi package for like $39 so that you can do upgrades. I'm like, I can, can't hardwire it. <laughs> like, but I mean, at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I, it's definitely something I'm not going to have the system, like the pinballs and stuff like you have, but I do. I, it's definitely part of the entertainment. Well, you might be part. surprised. Maybe you'll bring a pinball machine in. I might, if I have the space. I don't know if I have the yep. space for that. I mean, you have, how many pinball machines do you have? Uh, 14. Jeez. How'd you get into that? I just, it was like 12, 13 years ago. I, we were remodeling our basement. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, some space to kill. <laughs> I was like, I really would like to get a pinball machine or two. And I started doing some research and I was like, wait a second, I can actually buy one of these. I didn't know that you could really. Right buy them and get them into your house. And then uh, the first one came in. I've had, I think maybe 55 in total have come through my house, but it's just like, it just, they just multiply. Like you get one and then you're like, Oh wait, no, I want that one. Yeah. Yeah. This over Christmas break, I, I made a uh, swap with a guy up in New Jersey. I met, met him up uh, Mm -hmm. near the Pennsylvania state line. And I brought home a ghostbusters. Oh, which is uh, when you when you make it down this way at some point it will still be here. I'm not getting rid of that one anytime soon. Oh. But it's the theme integration and the the mechs that they put on it, the toys they call them in pinball vernacular. It's they call them toys, but they're basically interactive mechanisms. Like there's yeah. a little slimer that oh. floats down over, and it illuminates with this these green LEDs, and it moves the arm that this thing dangles off of around. And when you strike it, there's a switch. So it registers that you've hit Slimer. Okay. Um, so he comes down throughout the game and there's certain targets you have to hit to bring him down. And, you know, very cool. They built this whole like subway type theme into it where you hit this ramp, the ball goes up and around, that dives down under the play field into the subway. And that's where a ball lock is. And it's very cool. I mean, it's just so fun. They have all the original call outs and, um, so, just fun stuff but i i've gotten so totally hooked into you know collecting ones that are broken and learning how to repair them and then buying ones that are new right out of the factory and it's just become this total you know and i spend hours playing them that's what i was just gonna also. say so but, do you like you trade them that's the hardest part for yep. me is like yeah it's hard i'd get attached to them but so you play them and then you get not bored, but time to freshen it up and you just, you'll trade it with somebody for something else or is it? Like, yeah. Some of them, work? you, you know, you, you know, you eventually will either beat the game, mm-hmm. uh, the way modern pinball machines are set up. Uh, they are beatable. They have, uh, modes that are built in to the gameplay. So you have objectives that you complete that will start a mode oh, wow. within the game, which opens up new scoring opportunities and then there are ways to progress into multi-ball. So multi-balls are where the jackpots become available. And there are certain things that you have to do where balls will either physically lock on the play field. And then once you lock three balls, they release and then you have multi-ball going. Or, um, or the game will just keep track of, they, they call them virtual locks, basically. Mm-hmm. So you'll complete certain tasks and you virtually lock a ball to progress towards multi-ball. Um, but if the games are crazy complicated, 
Now I'm afraid it's to come down there because I'm like, I'm starting it's, to rethink well, you, everything. Like, all right, maybe this is what I want. Cause it does sound more like, like a video game. Yeah. But it sounds, it's more like a video. Yeah. But it's, yeah. but it's also, you've got reaction time and like the stuff we were taught, you know, like you and I talking about off air, we're like, we're into that. Yeah. It's like, and not that video games aren't reaction time, but there's a physical aspect to a pinball machine. You know, hundred percent. And it, it, the really awesome thing about pinball for me is that every game is different hmm. because the ball is never going to go the same way twice. Right. Now you may have some patterns that repeat. Yeah, but it's Jeff Goldblum's um, chaos theory from Jurassic Park. Like, why did it it's fall chaos. this way? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's chaos, and you know, like buddies of mine. Oh, None of my like local friends. I have friends in the Baltimore, Washington area. We've, you know, the pen, we've gotten to know each other and we all hang out and it, it, you know, that's a separate world from my friends locally who come over and they're just like, they can't even keep the ball alive. You know, right. it's like they're, they're so busy trying to flip that you can't even get to the first of, well, you're really trying to aim for that target over there first. And then we need, you know, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and, to them, it's just a mystery of like, wait, you can actually control this ball? Well, yeah. I mean, there's crazy flipper skills you learn. Dead flipping where you don't actually flip. You let the ball bounce from one flipper over to the other. And then, and then yep. you live catch it. Oh, yeah. You catch it. You know, you can post pass where you kind of flip one flipper up. It bounces off the post above over to your other flipper. And then you stage it there. And then, you know, so yeah. it's it's a really amazing world. And yeah. I think – uh I'm totally addicted. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'd be lying if I, I mean, I, I probably spend about an hour a day just monitoring pricing. There's a, there's a forum called Penside that I'm on where you're just constantly watching what's going on yeah. and learning. It's a great way to learn about how to fix things because you see certain problems that come up for a certain machine and, you know, how does this getting tackled? And there's just this amazing wealth of knowledge out there. Um, and I'm totally sucked in. Yeah. I mean, every single morning, that's probably the first thing I check. I go on just to see what's going on in this website. You know, I check some prices, check to see what games are coming up for oh, trade man. or sale in my area. And then, you know, then I start. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. it does. It sounds you, great. you might kill me. Yeah. No, it's no, fun. Never. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, there's, they're on location around you. There's games that are out there. Hmm. You could. You know, and I, I was actually thinking about you, uh, with, there's a, a new Avengers game that's, it's, I say new, it's probably maybe it was released about a year and a half ago, two okay. years ago, but, um, there's all sorts of themes that would be right up your out. There's a Star <sighs> Wars theme. There's actually, uh, I think Star Wars has been done four times. Uh, the most recent one was about six years ago, but. I think if you got one of those games in your house, you would just nerd out on oh, it big yeah. time because the game aspect is there. Yeah. So that it just keeps you coming back because right. That's I mean, the, only the best of the best get to the end of these games. The I modern didn't know ones, that. But. Like I always like when I go, even growing up, I go in and I, I never got into pinball, but nobody ever, I just like, you go up to it and you're like, I get the reflexes. You got to time it. And everything you're saying, like I really did get into like foosball. We, mm -hmm. at work, we, the company I used to work for, we had a foosball table and we just got crazy with it. Like, it's time to go home. Nope. And we'd be there until midnight. You know, we'd close the shop at six and we'd be playing six hours. 
and you just keep on going. And then the next day you'd get in early so you could play before you had to leave the shop and go mobile and work. Right. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. super addictive, but this, to me, it's like, that's what, cause of foosball and then meeting you and pinball, I was like, it's gotta be similar to that. It's like, you're pushing, but I mean, foosball, it's like, you go play foosball and somebody like spins it, like, nope, not supposed to be able to do it. You can't spin it. You're not allowed to spin. You're not allowed to do things right, like exactly. that, right? Yep. Um, and yep. then I got yep. schooled because I got really good. And at the shop, I was like the best one at the, at the shop. And then my buddy comes home. He was living in New York and he comes home. And he goes, Oh, we had one in college. And then this was for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I go, let's go down. I got the keys to the shop. I'm like, we'll go in and we'll play foosball. And I got up on them. You play to 11. I got up on them nine to two. That was the last time I scored. It's like, he just, he just had to you. get the feel back. And I was like, holy crap. And it's like, <laughs> I play people, like when I play people, I'll like, you, you'll have pairs and like, uh huh. Yeah. We went away with the family and they're like, Oh, I'm really good at this. And my brother's like, I'm really good. I'm like, okay, let's go. Oh no. And then my brother and my brother in law, they're on one side and I'm like, let's go. And they couldn't. So it's like, I'm decent. But my buddy, he played it four years in college nonstop. And he's like, ding, ding. And he was doing things like what you were saying with the flipper. Like, I didn't know you could do that. He's putting a spin on the ball by hitting it the right way. Oh, so, yeah. So that right. it would curve right yeah. without hitting anything. I'm like, how'd you do that? And my my Italian buddy goes, yeah, that's chazit. <laughs> Call it chazit. <laughs> that's great. You got to put a little chazit on the ball. Um, well, wait till you get super checks in your house. Well, that, I got another buddy that's a that's, master at that. He would, oh, he boy. would, we'd go to hockey tournaments up and down the East Coast and, we, <laughs> and this was as adults, my buddy Tommy, mm-hmm. and he would, he would like, um, hustle people with the mm. bubble hockey. With this, yeah. And he'd be able, and he'd do the same thing. He's passing it across the ice and one timing it. And they're like, how the hell did you do that? bounce right. it around come around one time it into the net and you're like what the hell and it's like what? all of these things and he's like but he knew the feel he knew like it's mm-hmm. you learn that stuff and it's all yeah those games everyone is built the same so you know maybe you can make the uh playing surface a little slicker with yeah. pledge which i would not suggest doing no because i i did it and it made it just incredibly fast like too fast yeah it wasn't even fun to play you couldn't pass you couldn't do anything but yeah. um let me let me ask you some questions sure so so are you thinking that you might want to customize a, a table and have like the bruins yeah that's versus I, I was i don't know i, I was actually because it was you i was going to do bees washington because i saw oh nice like, typically up here cast. we would do Bees Canadians. What, Rangers? Canadians. We do Bees Canadians. When I was growing up, my parents gave me a rod hockey table. It wasn't bubble, but it had the... Oh, yeah. It had the... I love rod hockey. Yeah. So it had the... And I remember it wasn't electronic, but you put the puck in the top and then it fell through a maze. So whoever put it in had time to get their hands down. It it didn't just drop, right? Yeah. So, and it can't... It dropped from above. Not like some of them now, like that one there, it pops up through the or right. does that one pop up or does it it pops up okay yeah it pops up so there's a solenoid that yep 
and it pops it straight it up, up and you yep. got you know and you, yep. you hit ready and it you don't know when it's going to happen but it pops up um some mm-hmm. of the rod hockey tables did the same thing later but the early in the 70s it was and this was the it was like the bobby Orr rod hockey table so it was oh, had awesome. the bruins on it it said the bruins yeah. down the side and everything um uh-huh. and i was like so when I looked at that checks, I was like, okay, you can, you know, obviously you can customize your teams. Um, mm-hmm. I would do, I'd already done it. Like right now, the home teams wear the dark colors, but when mm-hmm. I was growing up, they wore the whites. So mm-hmm. I want like Bruins in white. I was going to do the old timey capitals. I'm not sure if they had it, but the original cat with the stars across from when I was a kid. Are you, are you can find people online that will paint them for you. Uh, well, you I could do that. that. I mean, you're the artist. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, oh, there are people out there right. that will mod up your, your game for yeah. you. I think I was looking um, for, I was actually looking for the, the old time, like the Bobby Orr era jersey and mm-hmm. where it has the yellow shoulders with the black, which is kind of what they're wearing now. The bees are wearing on when they play original six teams. Um, mm-hmm. it's similar to that, but in the, in that mm-hmm. original B, but yeah, I was like le- legitimately like, and I, I read up like how long it would take and they're like, it was only weeks, you know, they were, you know, four, yeah. eight weeks, something like that, which is fine. Um, you should, yeah. you should check locally just to make sure someone's not selling one because when they sell, they're literally like half price. Really? Yeah. And yeah, then you just I've buy the guy, that. then you buy the people. Then you just go then back. Then you can just buy the people. Yeah, you go back. Yeah. Because I saw like you could get multiple, like you had an extra set. And so you could change them out when people, you know, for different people yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, it was uh, pretty nice. It's pretty nice setup. Mine and, came with the original like red and blue or blue and white. I, I think they were red and blue players. Just like the standard. The, yeah. Like it's like USA versus whatever. Like Russia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, Someone for like it was like Christmas time. I got the flyers and the the caps. Okay, and then I then I uh, I bought some some kind of uh, clear or some kind of contact paper that allowed me to print their names. Yep. So yep. I have like all the famous caps and famous flyers, and I fixed numbers on the back. You, yeah. I mean, you're so good with art that you could easily paint that on, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. And make it look amazing. That's but, uh, and that, to, that to me would be just like half the fun right there. And then, you know, like you said, and again, the ambience of having that there and, you know, it, yeah. it's, you know, whether I played it or not, like I'd have buddies over, come on, let's play. Yeah. Okay. I still like it. Dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> but yeah, it looks cool. I ran, I've, when I first got that thing, I would run these hockey nights and like, we'd get like 12, 14, 16 guys come over and we'd do tournaments. Oh, Wow. It just got to be, it just got to be something where I wanted it to be this like league where we kept stats and yeah, you know how time is with people with kids. It got to the point where eight guys could make it one night, eight others couldn't, you know, and then it just, uh, now you're scheduling games when, all right, you come by and play a game and we'll get that into league stats. (laughs) And you're like, you're literally running it like the NHL, like Monday through Friday night, people are coming by to play games and you're like, this isn't what I had in mind. <laughs> like, it was my, yeah. And it was my learning. Like not everybody values games. Like I do. Like right. I totally would get into that. I'd be like, I'm in, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's like, do this, you know, but, uh, so we've run like money tournaments, which oh, was geez. a lot of fun. Um, nice. I want to do that again soon. It's just, 
it's just a fun way to blow off some steam. It's, yeah, but, it's uh, fun to do. And that's like, uh, I used to have, I don't have that kind of setup here because I had kids. It's a smaller basement, but I had the theater and I do Thursday night. Bees typically play on Thursday night. So I'd have the guys over, have prime rib and everything. And we'd put awesome. out the food. And But now to have a larger basement, have an entertainment area, have the theater. And that's why it's kind of designed like you go, you can go into the theater, watch it there, but you can come out. There'll be a little bar area and then there'll be the entertainment area with a big screen TV and the video games and stuff. So yep. kind of like a, a glorified movie lobby, but we're all, you know, all of that stuff. It's going to be so, a thing of beauty. I hope so. I can't wait to get into it. I can't, I got to get the house built so then I can just toy with the basement, just all of that fun stuff. But, but oh, I know I have want a lot, those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes wait. dreaming is half the, half the fun. You it know? is. That's how we come up with infrasonic. <laughs> Somebody's like, I got to go lower. How? Why? Outbreak. I don't know why, exactly. but we're going to do it. <laughs> it's like, now we'll do it. Now we'll leave that to the marketing department. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's going to put this in their house? Nobody. Well, <laughs> yeah. And oh, speaking, let, let me just end with that thing with infrasonic too. You mentioned something that I didn't, of course, we just kept talking, but people say like, oh, it's no good. It's not going to blah, 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 blah. If it's around and it's selling, it's good. Nobody makes something. Yeah. If, if they make something and it's no good, we don't buy it. It doesn't right, exactly. work, right? So like yeah. you're going to get this in and I mean, there's a slim chance you go, hmm, it really didn't do what I thought it was going to do. But if it does, that's why we make it. And that's why they'll make right. it. And that's why we'll buy right. it. And that's why you and I will drool over it for when we can get it ourselves. It's, yep. you know yeah, what I mean? 100%. So to say something. Well, that, you experience, you, you got to experience really rock solid infrasonic playback at mm -hmm. Cedia. Oh yeah. It's definitely next level when you get that air movement in the room that you're feeling, but not hearing. Right. But you're kind of hearing it where I mean, your brain's telling texture you you're to hearing you're, it, but you're exactly your brain's telling you, you can hear it, but your brain's also telling you, you can't hear that because <laughs> you, you logically, mm -hmm. you know, physics means you, you can't hear it, but you're feeling it. And then you're saying like, Oh my God, just like we think we feel the explosion come from the right rear of the room. Yeah. When it can't, yeah. it can't, yeah. you know what I mean? But your brain, the sounds, the, the higher frequencies came from there, but then the feeling. And now for some reason, your brain tells you it hit you on the right rear of your shoulder when really your whole body just got, like a, but the, the <laughs> exactly the majority yeah. of the sound came, majority of the frequencies, I should say, came from the right rear of the room. But you put all that together and you're tricking yourself into that experience. And that's what we're going mm -hmm. for here. And it's like, so for all the detractors yeah, yeah. for stuff like that, it's like, all right, if it doesn't work, nobody will buy it. But if everybody's buying it, don't tell me it's crap. <laughs> it's like there is a reason why pro audio technology is releasing one. And it's exactly what you're saying. There's demand for it. Yeah. They wouldn't go through the hassle of developing it if there wasn't. And mm -hmm. he, you know, the owner of the company told me that when I interviewed him, right. he said that his dealers are asking him to release one. Yeah. Cause they're specking theaters out for them. So it's happening. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of the detractor, it comes kind of the same thing happens with Kaleidoscape mm -hmm. where people just look at it and they're like, that's too expensive. And 
I'm not going to sit there and argue with anybody that they're not too expensive. I mean, they're ridiculously yeah. expensive. Right. Um, but granted, there the people is a putting market. them in their theaters, yeah. right, but there is a market for it. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth investigating or worth pushing forward. Right. 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 Because it, it, it's going to trickle down. Right. Yes. It'll eventually trickle down. Um, and it's, but, and again, just to bring it all full circle, that's why we're in this pushing the envelope. I mean, it's human nature. Why did you climb Everest? Cause it was there. Why yep. did we end up on the West coast? Because there was land to be explored. Why are we diving into the ocean? Because it's somewhere to go. Why are we going to space? Because it's human nature that we always have to be pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Why would we do that any differently in home theater? It's like, if you're listening to this show, we've been going now for almost two hours. You're the person that just keeps pushing forward. <laughs> That's, you know, you're not content. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're still listening to Literally. Todd and I drone on. <laughs> you're pushing forward, yep. but it's like, God bless you. Yeah. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what yeah. it's all about. And it's, you know, it's just funny to hear people be like, ah, it's useless. Just do this. What? <laughs> be done. So, all yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Video games. Awesome, we've DJ. Done everything, Todd. Thank you. I, I didn't think we were going to go two hours. I thought we were going to set a new standard and maybe just do out a nice clean hour for everybody, but you just can't. Well, we did talk. We talked for maybe half an hour before you hit record, I think. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe was, you were recording the whole. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It's, I told you when we hit, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, but yeah. It's, yeah, that's when I gave out all the lottery numbers. You didn't, you didn't, you're not going to share that nope. with everybody? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I am feeling pretty lucky this week. Let me tell you something. Uh oh. And I had to look this up. Uh, 0.07% of chicken eggs will have two yolks yep. in it. Oh. So twins, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dual yolk. And this week, I have cracked three eggs. Two yolks. Yeah. Well, so, they, yeah, I mean, what does that say? I should be playing the lottery, right? Yeah, I should be go what, play, doing something. Go play the number seven, the number two, the number three. Let's see. Because you had three <laughs> eggs with two, and it's 0.07. And so you, yeah, you got a dozen eggs. You got a dozen. Was that all in the same carton? It was all in the same carton, and I'm not done with the carton. It's only half... I know. I know. What, what am I going to find tomorrow morning? We I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Everybody, neither Todd or I like to gamble too much. So this is it right here. Like, <laughs> we already had this conversation. I'm like, I don't, I got better things to waste my money on than I to know. bet somebody else. And we just talked about it. Video games, it, pinball, <laughs> theater. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the money to gamble. My gamble is, do I go with the Sony or the JVC? That's my gamble. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so this yeah, is our gamble. Like, do I get a single egg or two? <laughs> kind of freaked me out today when I cracked it and it, it happened again. I was like, what? So that's why I looked it up. I'm like, this can't be that unusual if it's if I've had three, right? It's a 0.07, Todd. I don't know. 0.07%. Look both ways when you're crossing the street, buddy, because the, the gamble goes two ways. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Thanks for uh <laughs> you're gonna to feel keep, really bad if tomorrow like, like, I send a picture, I'm like uh, yeah. in bed with those arm casts. 
Yeah, exactly. They're like, I got another egg with two in it, but then my luck ran out. I, the house burned down. I Thanks, didn't even, DJ. I didn't even see that bus. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. No, good times. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you very Great much. Catching up. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Oh, as, uh, I'm, I want you more often. You're the, you're the disciplined one. <laughs> Am I? Yes. Yes. Hey, <laughs> I did do a good job. Just let everybody know. I did leave you after the 24 hours. We talked for like the week after. And then I think I left you alone to December. And it was hard because some stuff came up. And I was just like, I just don't want to bother him. I don't want to bother him. <laughs> Honestly, you're never bothering me. I love hearing from you. Uh, careful. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> so funny. Everybody's like, what the hell is up with these Wait, two? Do you ever rewind? Can we re-record that? Can re re record what? No push play. Nope, that's not it. Where did it go? The uh that <laughs> that exactly. Okay, let's let's try that. All right, again. Here we go. Go ahead. Speaking of which, <laughs> this Right yes. here is the best home theater hack. Yep. Ever. Oh yeah. And, and for everybody listening to the audio only podcast, Todd's holding up his glasses. Yes. Glasses. I was just talking about the that screen with- size increases by 20, 30%. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be at least 20%, if not 30. You and I were on it's- for the pre-show of the 24 hour. I. Well, maybe it was a month before, but whatever it was, I had just gotten mine. And I said to you, it's like, it's like scooching two feet closer because my screen went yeah. like that much bigger. Right. So it's like moving yeah. two feet closer when you take them off and on. But for me, and I was just talking about my, this with my patrons in a zoom chat last night. Um, they were like, what's the difference? And it's for me, it was what my eyes like being able to see, um, perceive depth better. And now, so like I use that scene in as an example is at the beginning of um, Infinity War and you have Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. talking to each other and they're on both on screen together. But mm-hmm. one is blurred when one's talking, the other one's blurred by like one percent. And then when the other mm-hmm. one talks, it, it switches, right? Okay. Without yep. my glasses, th- there's not really any depth perception. There's no depth change. It's just how they manipulated the camera, right? So when without my glasses, because it's only a 1% difference, my vision wasn't allowed. It looked all the same. Like when I take my glasses off, everything blurs by that like 1%, which is imperceivable really if you've never worn glasses. You just think that's how things look, right? So I put my glasses on and I'm like, wow, he's crystal clear. He's slightly blurred. And then I saw it switch. I took my glasses off, watched the scene again. I'm like, they both look the same. I couldn't see it because it was that infinitesimal. It was like a 1% difference. And I said to you that day, and I've said on the show, I'm like, don't let anybody ever tell you 1% improvement isn't any, is nothing. It's huge because that's your depth perception. It's yeah. So yes, it is a thousand percent agree with that. Yeah. And you're going to notice that as your eyes change a little more and those glasses no longer work. Right. 
um, which is what happened to me. I went back and got a new prescription like a month and a half ago. These are new. Yeah. And it's like, I'm seeing everything all over again. Brand new. Isn't it great? Um, And I think the screen actually got bigger, which is probably bad for my, (laughs) right. (laughs) The state of the health of my eyes, but (laughs) right. Exactly. Oh, wow. Oh, this is great. Uh, Todd, you got Coke bottles on your face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I can see well, now. You know, I mean, there, there's always been this time where, and I think I probably mentioned this to you, where I've kind of wished I just had gone my entire front wall mm. screen, yeah, we talked AT about screen it. rather. But now I just don't care because I put my glasses on and it's just, yeah. it's like the perfect size. Yeah. It grew big enough where I'm like totally satisfied. But, uh, you know, um, when I peek, when I kind of dip them down a little and look, I put them back up and I'm always like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. I'm going right now. I'm my screen size for the new theater is dictated by what the projector can throw. And I'm yeah. trying, and I've even done it in this house to be like, okay, if my projector is mounted here and to be able to throw over the heads, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like I have a, a, yeah. And it's like, I mean, right now, if I'm sitting in my, my, second row and I put my hand up, obviously I can block my screen, but my head mm-hmm. is probably, and I've measured it literally. I'm like, my head is probably 15 inches away. The top of my head is 15 inches away from that bottom part of the screen. So, but in the new theater where I'm going to have the projector mounted in a s- separate room. So now my throw distance and how do I design the room like that? How big can, I'm going as big as I can pot. That's I'm glad what I've done with the wall and how I've designed that but now it's like how big can i go and still have literal headroom from the first row to the second row and it's like because that's a lot of things like you can dream big but once you try to throw it now it's like to avoid everybody's head you move it closer but if you move it closer you can't throw as big right you know so it's like now it's like you can move it way back and get a really big screen but now you're, you you got to tell everybody to get out of the way, right? So it's like you have you got to figure out that compromise and what you can actually do, and especially in a theater like ours where height is a difference. Like if you're in a big, if you're designing a theater from scratch, well, you just go well, let's do a twelve foot room, tall room, mm-hmm. right? And then that mm-hmm. answers all the questions. But in this, I've got nine feet, and I'm going to have a good size screen but it's all going to be dictated on how I can design it on and like, I wanted 150, but I'm looking at the numbers and what I've been, you know, estimating at. It's like, I don't think I can throw that without putting the projector into the room. And then mm-hmm. it's, there's so many variables that I'm trying to avoid. Um, and if I, if I scroll it back, if I, I scale it back, I should say to like 145, that gives me some more height. For the headroom, yeah. I mean, for the viewers. So, there, but you also want to make sure that projector you want it down as low as you can get it. Correct to the center, also. right? To the center, right? But you then to your point, you don't want heads creating but, shadows on the screen. So, will you create a window in that back room that mm-hmm. allows you to raise and lower the the height of the projector? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. So, what I'm shooting for is my the area how I'm designing it right now is going to be so that future proof, like if I get a bigger projector in the future, whatever, 
I want to have enough space in there. It'll have its own ventilation so that I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, and be able to raise and lower it manually. I'm not going to, it'll, I'll level it, but it'll have its own system. I've got to, me and my son have designed this kind of system where you can, it's a platform that's mounted to the ceiling, but it's also Mm -hmm. outside the room. So it's all outside the soundproofed, quote unquote soundproofed, right? Oh, you're so lucky to have that option. Yeah. And that, well, and that's when you're designing it like this, that's what I want. So that's going to lower my noise floor in my room, of course, too. Oh, yeah. And the heat, the heat, you don't have, you know, so all of that, be able to do that. But now if my room's 20 feet long, I'm looking at potential, I'm trying to get that into like six feet in, oh, Mm -hmm. uh, four feet. Yeah. Six feet into the room. So like, which would be fine because if it's a nine foot ceiling, maybe I can get it down to like a seven and a half foot ceiling in the back where you're just standing on the floor, which is still a decent sized ceiling. But now that gives me like a little bit over a foot of leeway of being able to move that projector in and get it down enough. But now, right. you know, if I shove it way up against the ceiling, that gives me more throw, but I also want it down a little bit just for, but at the same time, I also recognize I'm really getting into some nitty gritty here where I know it should be closer to the middle, but if I go up, it's like, yeah, my, um, your quote unquote, um, what do you call it? Keystoning is off a little bit when you go higher, but let's go uh, in. And that's, I have to keep checking myself going, I'm all about the experiences I always have been, but as I've aged and you grow more knowledge, you know what you want to get. And it's like, if I can get away from keystoning as much, because I never set the keystoning, I just let it bleed out at the tops and the or at the bottom, wherever. And mm-hmm. it's like, like, why am I getting so, like, getting into that nitty gritty when it's like when you walk in and I have a hundred and forty five inch screen, you're gonna be like, "This is awesome! I love this!" You know? Yeah. As long as this maximum height is the top edge, of yeah, your you screen, never want to go past that. Right. Yeah, you should be fine. And any any way you could get it down a little lower, yeah. all the better. But I wouldn't sweat it. I mean, that's the thing. But I, Todd, right now, all I can take. do is think. So I'm overthinking. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. know that I know, like, once I go to execute it, it's going to be awesome. Right? Right. But yeah. right now, I it's agree. just like... I know like my original design was like, okay, what if I do this and uh, like I can drop it down, but then reality sets in and be like, yeah, if I drop it down to the middle of the screen, I'm like right behind my head. Cause I want my mm-hmm. vision. Like when I sit on that, I want my eyes to be in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. So in my prime seating position. So it's, that's in that, that's how you set your speakers up and that's how I do that. So I've, pretty much for all intents and purposes decided I'm probably going to end up with a projector the rest of my life because I'm probably going with an acoustically transparent screen and I'm setting up the speakers behind it to get me the biggest possible screen I can get and go with the experience over the compromise of, okay, so my image may be compromised a little bit, but at that size, and that's what Cedia did for me. It just knocked my head back in line of the experience is what I'm going for. Not the, oh my God, like I'm losing, you know, a little pixel definition by going with a weave or something as opposed to 
yeah. what I have right now. God, it's got to be imperceptible. Those those screens are incredible. Well, it's like anything we do, right? It's it's imperceptible, it, but if we know it's there, we think it and we we hate it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just remember, just remember those uh, the Hollywood producers and all those guys. They have those screens in their own home theaters. Yeah, I know. It's uh, they're really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I'm. That's I think I'm going in that direction. I'm I'm like 99.9% sure. I can't even think of something that will swing me back because I've completely designed. And I was like, I was always open to the idea, but now it's just like, oh man. And even my wife's like, why wouldn't you do that? That's going to be awesome. You know, so. I know. I wish I had, if I could do it all over again, I would ditch my physical floor standing left and right channel and I would. And, you know, I'd have end wall speakers behind yeah. the screen and just make my entire front wall a screen. I guess I could do that someday, but I dumped enough money into this that I'm really not all yeah. that interested in reinventing the wheel at this point. And like I said, I've got these. Exactly. Which, glasses. It's like, know, it is my huge, glasses. Yeah. yeah. It is a huge upgrade. But let me, really uh, helping out. We'll, let me uh, so. stop the recording here and I'll tell you my, uh, my okay. other plan that I don't want to make public yet. But, um, and that's a little teaser. For and them. then I, yeah, then I'm going to have to run to, uh, but yeah, get the pops out. Get them All right. Thank you, Todd. As always. Can't All right. Thanks, brother. Back. Can't wait to get going on the 24 hour for this year, which is coming in November. Thank you for that. Look forward to it. <laughs> coming right up. Yep. So everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check out Todd weekly on AV Nirvana. Go to favorite podcaster and, uh, just search Todd. No, <laughs> <Nirvana>. <laughs> and uh, catch catch your HT news there. So, uh, and you know what you got to do when you find Todd on the, your favorite podcaster? Go push play. What he said. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production. With theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.